from David Silito. There were marriages, a love triangle with Ken Barlow and Mike Baldwin, and briefly, a spell in prison. Anne Kirkbride said she wondered sometimes where Deirdre stopped and Anne started, even her husband in real life she had met on set. She said she was very different from Deirdre, but she too had ups and downs. She coped with cancer and depression. But she was very grateful for the life Coronation Street had brought. It brought fame and some of British TV's most watched dramatic moments. Police say a 67-year-old woman from Bedfordshire who was last seen on Friday morning is still missing. Margaret Hickling from Kiso was last seen by her husband. Detective Inspector Danny Fitzharris is from Bedfordshire Police. We'd like to know if anybody has seen her in the immediate vicinity. Um, obviously any dog walkers that are out as well, obviously come across anything um, suspicious or, or a female. I mean, we can't rule out at the moment that she's not um, had an accident or has become ill while she's out. Um, and has fallen down. Firefighters were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley yesterday afternoon after three propane cylinders were dumped in a ditch. Crews were called to isolate the cylinders just after three o'clock. The Highways Agency say one lane will be closed all week on the southbound A1 in Bedfordshire after a crash involving a lorry yesterday. Repair work is being carried out near Biggleswade. The Sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three. The newspaper hasn't published any pictures of topless women since Friday but hasn't confirmed the change. The media commentator Steve Hewlett isn't surprised. I think for quite a while it's only been a matter of time. Once upon a time this was about saying to the particular to, to the sons to the sons readers we're with you. Mm. We represent what you want working blokes. You get it here. Now, it's an embarrassment. In sport, British players Heather Watson, James Ward and Kyle Edmund have all lost their first-round matches at the Australian Open tennis. And Watford bowler Steve Finn has taken three wickets for England to help reduce India to 137 for five after 36 overs of their one-day international in Brisbane. The weather, a frosty start, but it will stay mostly dry with some sunny spells, a maximum temperature just four degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk Three counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Today, the part of Kelly Betts is played by Shaggy. Morning, Shags. Good morning. And the part of Catherine Boyle is played, unfortunately, by Catherine Boyle. Greetings. There we go. Lots to talk about this morning. Oh, hang on a second. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Deirdre Rashid is dead. Barlow. She Barlow by she, the end? She was Barlow by the end. Always, yeah. always Rashid to me. I don't know why. Oh. We were talking about her the other day, weren't we? Just the other day as we were coming down the stairs, we were joshing about her. And it's one of those weird things, because I, I, was, I was sleeping terribly last night and I woke up about half eleven and I turned on Twitter... And her bride is dead. Such a shame. She's 60 years old. Isn't it? I mean, you know, in the great cultural scheme of things, it's only Deirdre Barlow. But what a shock. And isn't it? And I found myself feeling uh, much sadder than I ever should ever should have done. I don't even watch Coronation no. Street anymore, but when you think about that soap, it's those glasses. It's those... It, imagine... Uh, well, OK, here's, here's a, a little game we can play that I, I, I don't think's a bad taste. Can you name any other iconic glasses... Elton John's. Which ones? Ah, Dame Edna's. Dame, Dame Edna, Buddy Holly. Mm-hmm. Dennis Taylor. The yeah, Dennis Taylor. Ta- oh, this is a good one. And this is, this is not in poor taste, I don't think. All right, Dennis Taylor. John Lennon's. Yeah. Um, oh, OK, iconic glasses as a tribute to Deirdre. Eric Morgan, his glasses. Yeah, 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 I'll give you that. I'll give you a bit of that. Uh, eight one th- you can text these ones in if you want. 81333, start your text 3CR, iconic glasses. 
Do you know what I thought, though? Not only was I sad about Anne Cook brides yep. passing, but I thought, oh, I would choose today to have a spectacles day, wouldn't I? <laughs> You've got big specs on. You're wearing a very similar top to the picture that she's wearing on the front page of The Sun. I've got a turtleneck on, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's a, it's, listen, it's a nice fitting tribute. I just think it's, I, it was just such a shock. You know, I could have been Tracy Barlow. Sorry? Well, if I'd have answered the advert. My granddad saw the advert in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> so could I, Cass. And said, and said, oh, our Kate should go for that. And my dad said Who's words Kate? to me. Oh. My dad said words the effect of over my dead body. I was bang up for it. I think I'd have been good. You'd have been yeah. good. Timmy Mallet. upstairs and played tapes. Timmy Mallet, I've just been told on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Icon- oh, yeah. Iconic glasses is a, a, a salute to uh, to uh, Anne Kirkbride, Deirdre Rashi, Deirdre Barlow. Uh, 81333. Start your text 3CR.
Andy Partridge. We salute Lee. We salute Lee. As we get to the end, he's, he's, he worked hard for us. Thank you. Now, if you work or volunteer with children or you're in healthcare, you'll know about DBS checks. They were formerly the CRB checks. I had to do a CRB. Um, But you can't do your bit without them. You can't volunteer or work with kids or or in certain places without these checks. Well, a BBC investigation has discovered that Thames Valley Police is the only force in the country to miss every target last year for getting these checks done in time. Uh, Time. Catherine Boyle uh, uh, can tell us more about this. What are these targets? Okay, so police forces across the UK have set four DBS targets every single month. They are to get 85% of them completed within 14 days, 90% in 18 days, 95% in 25 days and 100% in 60 days. Okay. I don't want to do the maths on that. No, that's a lot of numbers. Thames Valley Police is the only force in the UK that didn't hit a single one of those targets during the whole of 2014. Gosh, I'm just going to ask you to switch microphones because that one just sounds a little bit quiet. It may be my sensitive ears. It may be my dulcet tones. It could be. Hang on. Oh, there we go. Is that any better? That's much better, Ah, yeah. Now, that's not good for Thames Valley Police. So what have they had to say for themselves? We invited them onto the programme. They declined, unfortunately. But they say that the force acknowledges the delays and the high volume of outstanding They never come on, do they, Thames Valley Police? The others do, but they don't. They are the one we are least likely to get a response from, oh. that, in our experience. Thanks, um, guys. Hopefully that will change one day. Well. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame because they're talked about not to. Um, anyway, we invited them on. They said no. They said that they acknowledged the delays and the high volume of outstanding work currently being dealt with by their DBS unit. Well, good job because we know it's true. It says the delays are down to a higher than forecast volume of checks and say they've had a number of unexpected vacancies occur within their team, the oh. DBS checking team. It says a clear plan has been developed to deal with these workloads and the force is now also using additional funding to employ extra staff to deal with the work. Uh, the Home Office, they can't be happy with this, can they? They insist that the the um, staff doing the checks are civilian staff working in police stations and funded by the DBS, so it's not a burden on the taxpayer or the police. And they say they will not compromise when it comes to the safety of children and vulnerable groups and criminal records checks are essential to ensure that employers make informed safeguarding decisions. And the Home Office also says the vast majority of these checks are routine and involve no extra work from the police. They say that uh, changing the vetting, they changed the vetting and barring arrangements because the old system was disproportionate and excessive. Oh, I remember that. They were talking about re- relaxing yes, the rules yes. some of the critics, weren't they? Without these changes, the number of checks being carried out would have increased significantly. Okay, let me just read this bit here. Catherine, thank you. <laughs> I know we'll be hearing from both the Thames Valley Police Federation as well as a former constable of Thames Valley Police later well, in the programme. Not a former constable. The former chief constable who's been caught up in these delays. Flipping heck. Oh, wait, he's not got his checks done? No. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five. Stay Stay and say hello to, to my good mate, Webby. Hey, Webby. Morning. Hiya. Hiya. A couple of big spectacle jobs for you. Spectacle jobs. That's all we're calling it today. (laughs) Hank Marvin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hank B. Marvin. Yeah, and Elvis Costello. Oh, yeah, I'll give you... All right, Okay. well, you introduce us into another sphere here, so... But they're all wearing Eric Morgan's glasses, aren't they? Yeah, they're Eric Morgan, Buddy Holly style. So, okay. in in tribute to Anne Kirkbride, Deirdre Rashid, Deirdre Barlow, we're talking about um, uh, iconic glasses, Okay. And in tribute to Hank B. Marvin, um, whose names are, have become rhyming slang. Careful. Careful. Let's not talk about <laughs> someone who's involved in a, in a, a court case at the moment, <laughs> for several reasons. Uh, Hank B. Marvin, starving. Lionel Blair, flares. Lionel Blair's flares. I thought it was your hair. No, 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 it's flares. All right. anyone, anyone else, Webby, become rhyming slang? Uh, oh, yeah. None which, none which are broadcastable. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Have you thought of a rude one as well? Yeah. No, yeah. no all right. No, Webby, thank you. No rude ones. 
They're the only good ones. They are the best ones, aren't they? So we, we can tread carefully on this, please. Uh, you can text these in, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Uh, iconic glasses and uh, no, celebrities whose names have become rhyming slang. See, you've got the advantage over me on this one because it's not my first language. Oh, it's, it's not my first language. Cockney rhyming slang. I'm not a Cockney. Wow. My dad was common as much. He was South London, though. Oh, well, right. my, my parents, well, no, he was South London. My mum was North London. But, he, but when it was common, North London. I'm not Cockney. Uh, David on Twitter has said, um, Weekend at Bernie's. They're not iconic glasses. The two Ronnies. Yeah. The two Ronnies, yeah. of course. So the opening titles were, were pairs of glasses. Oh, do you remember that? And then, sorry, Gray says, Gray has, te- Gray has said this, the two Ronnies. And he, his next tweet is, I know the bloke that made them. Nice. What? <laughs> what? Do you remember that fella, little fella, used to work on... Was it Swap Shop? Shades? Posh Paws? No, he was a... Shades? Yeah, he was a short man. A short man on Swap Shop? Yeah, and he had, like, star-shaped glasses. He used to look like a mini Elton John. Do you remember him? Who on earth are you talking about? Shades! Was that his name? Yeah. No. It was. No. I think it was. I was fairly little. Are you sure that wasn't Tizwas? Might have been. Because I wasn't allowed to watch Tizwas, and I watched Swap Shop religiously. In fact, I was on it once. Thanks, guys. Um, but it, there was no one called Shades on right. Swap Shop. Who knows Shades? Oh, 08459 Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, the exit slip road's partially blocked at the roundabout at Junction 24 for Potter's Bar after an accident and a fuel spillage there, so expect some delays. In High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, there are the roadworks in place at Temple Street, so it's been like to get very busy later on as well. But looking at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes, it's all quiet at the moment on the A421 standing way through the roadworks around the Kingston roundabout, but to expect delays there later on, and it's been very icy overnight, so to take care for ice, particularly if you're using any back roads this morning. On the trains, no reports of any major problems, but on the Piccadilly line there are severe delays between Acton Town and Heathrow Airport. That's because of late finishing engineering works. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, 6.16. Smooth, eh, Catherine? No one would ever know you were fumbling around for your headlines. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. And tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. And The Sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three. Gonna miss them? BBC Three Counties Radio. Monday Night Sport is a sports programme unlike any other. One thing about Monday Night Sport is it's not all about football. Croquet. Basketball. Boxing. Bowls. Oh, you've done me there. Yeah. Do another one quick. Tennis. Think. Tennis. The one where we were on water on skis. Wakeboarding. Wakeboarding, that's it. Wakeboarding. So, it's all these stories, it's all these people. It's not just the sport itself, it's the story behind the individual who's taking part in that sport. You've been far too serious. I have, I have. I mean, we make it a laugh, we make it enjoyable, and people who listen probably wouldn't ever listen to sport in their life. But they would probably listen to Monday Night Sport. We are like... We're not like Gary Lineker and Alan Hansen. No, we're not like that. You can't win airs with kids. I've got a touch of class about me, and then you just sort of pose around, sometimes coming up with the goods every now and again. I'll give you that. (laughs) I'll give you that. (laughs) Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Bernie and where? Morning, Catherine. Hiya, how are you? Yeah, fine, thanks, fine. Good stuff now. Ian reckons I'm making shades up. Making it up. No, you're making it up, but I don't think his name was Shades. I think you're talking about Timmy Mallet. No. <laughs> no? Are you sure? No, the bloke I'm talking about, I th- 
think might have been in Time Bandits as well. It was a wee fella then? Yeah, I'm talking proper short. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't know then. But when you said star-shaped glasses, Timmy Mallet always used to wear star-shaped glasses. Oh, or he had them with palm trees on or Here's parrots. the thing that- about Timmy Mallet, right? He yeah. is now a famous artist. No, he's, a, he's not. He is. He's, a, uh, he's an artist, right? And I was in an art shop uh, a while, a few months ago. There was a Timmy Mallet painting. I've mentioned this on air before. A Timmy Mallet painting um, uh, for sale, Bernie. Guess how much? £2.50. £15,000. <laughs> what? Fifteen thousand. I was in Windsor the other day. Oh, Justin has just sent me a message. Uh, Justin has said, Timmy Mallet called me a what? <laughs> really called you a what? Well, we'll speak to him later on. I was in Windsor the other day. Opposite the castle, there is a phone box that, uh, that's been vandalised. Not vandalised, it's been painted to look like... Um, who's the fit one? The Duchess of Cambridge is oh, in there making a phone call. Gosh, you mean our future queen? That's the fella. Uh, and it's painted by Timmy Mallet. And he sells his pay- 15 grand for a mallet original. Can you believe it, Burn? No, I can't. I think I'll have to Google that. I don't believe that at all. But uh, someone else is quite... You, you, yeah? you believe the nonsense that Boyley's spouting out, <laughs> but when I give you pure fact, <laughs> you're not keen. Well, yeah, but when I said it was nonsense, I thought it was Timmy Mallet. So that's why I rung up. But also, someone else who's famous for uh, Spec yep. is uh, Eric Morecambe. Yeah, we've, we've had Eric Morecambe, Bernie. Thank you. 15 grand, seriously, for a Timmy Mallet original. Um, I'd love to hear Justin's story. Well, maybe we'll get that a bit later on. Right, OK. leap it out. So we've got three it. things going. Uh, all of this comes from uh, Deirdre Rashid's sad passing. So, iconic glasses, celebrities' names that are Cockney rhyming slang, and um, what's Timmy Mallet said to you?
Who's this? Big Runga. Who? Big Runga. What? Big Runga. Hey. She's a Kiwi. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. She's good, isn't she? It's a country I'm never going to go to. I would love to go there, but Here we it takes go. too long. Here we go. Uh, so, what have we got? Uh, uh, iconic glasses. Celebrities' names are Cockney rhyming slang. What has Timmy Mallet ever said to you? And countries you're never going to go to. I'm never... I've got... My sister's going to move to New Zealand one day, and that will be the last time ever I see her face, because I ain't never... Why? Ever, it's too far away. I flew to Australia once, and it was for a job, and um, it, uh, it was to talk about I'm a celebrity. They, they sent me first class on Singapore Airlines, the best airline in the world. That was bearable, because mm-hmm. you're in a bed. You're basically lying in a bed for 24 hours. I can do that. I do, I do do that sometimes. I did it before I had kids a lot. Um, but, I, but I can never... It's like 12 grand. You have to sell a Timmy Mallet picture to be able to afford to do that. Start painting them. So countries you're never going to go to? I'd love to go there. I'd love to go there. Um, I, but you'd have to do a stopover, wouldn't you? It's too far. I'm never going to go to Poland. I no. want to help you, Poland. Now, at the end of last week, uh, we went to meet a fellow that we're going to call Michael, aren't we? Yeah, we Not were. his real name. Why are we using a pseudonym? Because his case involves a child yep. and a partner that we are not going to be able to get her word for things. No. And basically, he's telling us he's having difficulty seeing his uh, baby boy uh, after breaking up with his partner last year. Uh, there are allegations of domestic abuse. But Michael says he wasn't the one dishing out the violence. It was him that was on the receiving end of it. Well, we saw some CV- CCTV footage which suggests that he's telling the truth. But he told us he's had to beg social services to look or even listen to it as they'd already decided he was the aggressor because he's a bloke. He's appealing that decision. In the meantime, here's part one of his story. I met my partner 2013, April. And, um, you know, normal relationship was all uh, lovey-dovey, happy at the beginning. Then things got really uh, sour. To cut the long story short, found out a lot about lies and uh, dishonesty and uh, which triggered off violence behaviour from her and um, you know as a man I carried on with it and as a Christian as well I had faith that you know she will change we went to church we spoke to a lot of people and uh, a family did you know help us a lot I mean it actually made me believe uh, domestic violence it's normal in a relationship that they they've been through the same thing as well so take me back to the first time she was violent towards you uh that was um sometimes in june she just returned from a trip and i obviously when she was away i uncovered some few things which you know i might not really want to talk about right now and i asked her about it she got really frustrated in the car she started hitting me you know physical assaulting me what was your reaction Obviously, I was driving. The next thing I had to do was make sure I put ourselves, you know, in safety. She was pregnant at that time. She found, I think she was just a month pregnant at that time. She, she became really hysterical on the road. And prior to that, had you any idea that she had a temper? Had there been murmurings of that kind of thing before? Not really. I mean, like I said, you know, we met in April, you know, got started. Everything happened very, very fast. She got pregnant two months later. And I mean, it was, you know, met her. She was wonderful. We liked each other, sort of fell in love. And it was all, you know, heaven, I might say. I had no any feeling that she was violent or she had to be of a temper. That was the first time she was violent. How quickly after that did it did it become more apparent that she had violent tendencies? When did she hit you next time? The next time, uh, the next one happened in August. Um, she hit me right in right here. She stood up and hit me in the face. 
right in this living room and um you know we spoke about it she apologized and we decided to move on and uh, one thing i did notice ever since then was um the lies didn't stop and And what kind of things was she lying about um things you know conversation right now i walk away and i say do you remember saying a b c and d and she goes no i didn't say that and then she will say uh where's your evidence or something has happened in the past you know i mean she's told me a lot of lies about her past Mm. i wonder why you know she's she's decided to avoid things that she'll rather not talk about them i think she had a bit of a struggle with her past Mm. You're not with her now, obviously, but the whole time you were together, how long How long were you together for? I would say uh, from April 2013 till July 2014. OK, and how many times did she physically attack you? I will say about six, seven times. Did you ever hit her? No. Now, we've only got his side of the story. Yeah. But, um, man alive, what a story. What a story. We'll hear more from uh, Michael uh, a little bit later on in the show. And if you're listening to that and you are hearing echoes of something that's happened to you, you can talk to us uh, as well, 08459 We're really interested in this idea that sometimes the authorities don't believe the man. Yeah. Well, it, the society doesn't, does it? You, you kind of hear of spousal abuse and you think, oh, yes, yeah, the fella's done that. And, and when it's, kids are involved, it, you tend to believe the mum. Michael's a big fella as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You can also give us a call or a text. Uh, now let's just quickly go through these um, celebrity uh, iconic glasses. Paul Scoins. Oh yeah. Um, uh, c- celebrities whose names have become rhyming slang. Careful. What has t- what has Timmy Mallet said to you? And countries you're never going to go to. <laughs> they're, and they're all gold. We're, they're all gold today. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's a lane closed on the exit slip road at Junction 24 for Potters Bar after an accident earlier and the uh, fuel spillage that's happened there. It's partially blocked at the roundabout uh, because of that. On the uh, Checking the motorways on the cameras, it's looking like it's moving well on the M1, but it does look a bit foggy out there, so take care with reduced visibility. And the A1 southbound, that's starting to get quite busy between Rowley Lane and the Stirling Corner. In Finchley, on the North Circular Road, that's starting to get quite busy between the East End Road Tunnel and Henley's Corner. And in Beaconsfield on the Amersham Road, there's some temporary lights in place at Bartrell's Lane, so expect that to cause some delays as it gets busier later on. It's been very icy overnight, so take care for ice on the roads, and uh, especially if you're using any back roads this morning. And on the trains, no reports of any problems. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. The force, which covers Buckinghamshire and Milton Keynes, says it's had a higher-than-forecast volume of checks. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. She played Deirdre Barlow for more than 40 years. Police say a 67-year-old woman from Bedfordshire, who was last seen on Friday morning, is still missing. Margaret Hickling from Kiso was last seen by her husband. And the Sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three. The newspaper hasn't published any pictures of topless women since Friday, but hasn't confirmed the change. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
England's cricketers are playing India in Brisbane in their latest tri-series one-day match. Watford bowler Steve Finn has taken five wickets for England as India are bowled out for just 153 from 39.3 overs. Jimmy Anderson took four wickets. England's reply is just getting underway. British number one Heather Watson is out of the Australian Open tennis after losing her first round match in straight sets. She struggled with illness against Bulgaria's Fatana Peronkova. I felt um, very lightheaded and low on energy. You know, it's a shame that it's today. My opponent, you know, it's one of those players that I've got to be on form and 100%. It would be hard enough anyway. So with the way I was feeling, you know, it didn't do me any favours today. James Ward and Kyle Edmund also lost, leaving Andy Murray as the sole British player in the singles. Qualifier Aljaz Badin from Slovenia, who trains at the Gosling Centre in Wellin, lost in straight sets to the top seed Novak Djokovic. In last night's Premier League match, Everton missed a penalty in a 0-0 draw at home to West Brom. Tonight, Liverpool host Chelsea in the first leg of their League Cup semi-final. Watford winger Lloyd Dyer has joined Birmingham on loan. A Watford 11 travel to Hemel Hempstead tonight in the Hearts Senior Cup. Luton midfielder Jim Stevenson has joined Aldershot on loan and the former Luton manager Gary Brabin has left conference side Southport to take up a coaching role in Everton's under-21 setup. And in cycling, the Friends Life Women's Tour will return to Hertfordshire this summer. The penultimate day's racing will be from Waltham Cross to Stevenage on Saturday the 20th of June. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Roy Orbison, anybody? Yes. Stevie, well, Stevie Wonder's glasses aren't iconic. His blindness is... Uh, Ray Charles. I couldn't draw his glasses. They're just black shades, aren't they? Uh, Ray-Bans, you wayfarers, standard wayfarers. He's, he's blind? Yes. Okay. Well, not anymore. Why? What happened? Did they cure him? He's dead. Is he dead? Ray Charles. We dead. found out that, sh- thank you, Jill, that Shades was on Tizwas. Yeah. Uh, David Rappaport, don't yeah. you say the last T or not? Famous guy. Was in Time Bandits. Shot himself in 1990. Morning, guys. Gosh, isn't that awful? Isn't that awful? He got his depression. He was um, filming for Star Trek The Next Generation and he killed himself. David Rappaport, who'd have thought? And how did that one slip me past? Well, I was 17 at the time. Yeah, I exactly. Myself, so. 1990. <sighs> Don't really bother about anyone else till about 1998. No, I didn't bother about anyone else until 2017. <laughs> oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Iconic glasses, celebrities that become rhyming slang. What has Timmy Mallet said to you in countries you are never going to go? Shaggy's uh, playing the part of Kelly Betts this morning. Morning, Shags. Morning. Any countries you're never going to go to? Um, probably South America. Most uh, in fact, that entire continent. Um, oh, you mean you're not going to do a gap year? I'm not going to do a gap yard, no. That's a continent, mate. That's yeah, like I, saying I'm never going to go to Africa. All right, it's a little bit racist, and it's a continent. I might go to South America because I've got a friend who's from Chile and she's going back. So I'm gearing up for a visit. Yeah. Is Chile full of guns? No. Is Chile Chile? It's a mining uh, area where she is. Hey, of course. Remember those guys? Yes. Those guys should get yeah. back together. Wasn't that the most exciting thing when the first five miners were pulled out of that mine? After that, it got a bit boring. <laughs> It did, it, did, it did get a bit boring. I, I went to bed after the first five. Big for mining, big for astronomy. Chilly. Really? Mm-hmm. Chilly willy? Uh, no, I think it's quite warm. 
Do you remember those miners? They should have a. Um, uh, they were like big stars for about uh, six months, weren't they? I think they still are over there. Well, well, and good for them. Good. Yeah. For, and it was an amazing moment. Was it like forty of well, them down that hole? It looked they were doomed. Everyone yeah, was just yeah. waiting for the inevitable yeah. sad news, and then up they all popped. Up they all popped. And it, but it was the first. I stayed up and watched the first six, and then I went to bed. Oh, they've, they've, they've got though. this. They've got this covered. It was joyous. It was. It was. Um, it was wonderful. Uh, they should get back together. I think they are together. I think they've had to go back to work. What, down a mine? Yeah. You are having a laugh. Yeah, what else are they going to do? Flipping it, really? I think so. OK. If any of them are listening, 08459 455555. Iconic glasses. Celebrities' names that have become rhyming slang. Be careful. Um, what has Timmy Mallet said to you? Countries you're never going to go to and jobs you've had to go back to that you didn't want to. Uh-huh. 08459 555. It's literally poor. The best shows happen when I'm feeling sorry for myself. Simon's on the line. Morning, Simon. Good morning. What have you got for us? Have you mentioned me, darling? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. Could we have some Dame Edna? We, we have had Dame... Oh, you were doing Dame Edna! I thought, I thought you were doing Richie Benno. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Benno, yeah. Don't, right, Simon, listen, that is, that is the worst Dame Edna. I have never done a Dame Edna. On, and I'm, I'm about to do a better one than you. We're all going to do a Dame Edna, all right? And it would be, but give us yours again, Simon. Come on. Hello, darlings. That's a little bit better. Shaggy? Uh, hello, darlings. Now, what you've done there, you've done what my wife does. You've never heard of Dame Edna, so you're just doing an impression of Simon doing an impression of someone you've never heard of. You've never heard of her, have you? Yeah, um, is it Barry Humphreys? My my wife has never seen Frank Spencer, so my favourite thing is for me to do a Frank Spencer impression, then get her to do an impression of me doing a Frank Spencer impression. Wow. She's never... All right. Well, that's double poor. Have we had Alan Wicker as well? No, we've not had Wicker. Wicker uh, Alan Wicker Basket, as Monty Python famously called him. We'll have that. Hang on a second. Hello, darlings! <laughs> <laughs> it's David did everything she oh, wow. <laughs> you do wow. it, you do it. Hello, possums! <laughs> Aren't you gorgeous today? What's a pity about the smell? Simon, thank you very much. The list is just golden. <laughs> Iconic glasses. Celebrities who've become rhyming Oh, Nana Muscuri. Nana Muscuri. Celebrities who be- what does that rhyme with? Posh for curry? I'm, I'm gonna go and have curry. a nana. What do you mean? Curry. Uh, right, uh, um, iconic glasses. Celebrities who've become rhyming slang, be careful. What has Timmy Malik said to you? Countries you're never going to go to, jobs you've had to go back to that you didn't want to because of the, in respect to the Chilean miners, and can you do a Dame Edna Everage impression? Turns out none of us can. What have you got in the papers? A salon customer was cautioned <laughs> after reporting his hairdresser to cops over a ridiculous haircut Oi. in Palm Beach, Florida. Hey. Now, we've nice. all had one of them, haven't we? Oh. What's the difference between a bad haircut and a good haircut? Um, what, me and you? About three weeks. What was that? Three weeks. I see it's a joke. Because it grows in. It does grow. It does grow back. And it always looks good, just as you're about to have it cut again. Yeah. Is that the story? That's it. Okay, we need to talk about this paper review. What you're supposed to do is pick good stories that are funny. Smiling my dancing bear Outrageous Allow me Courageous Charming Oh, who would think A boy and bear Could be well accepted Everywhere It's just amazing How fair people can be 
places, places where welfare faces all stop to stare. Making the grandest entrances, Simon Smith and his dancing bear. They love us, won't they? They feed us, don't they? Oh, who would think a boy and bear could be well accepted everywhere? It's just amazing how fair people can be. Four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. Eight. Uh, Shaggy, we got the. Uh, oh, you're on the phone, someone. I'm, what are you doing? I'm typing in the track that you just. did. Who are you talking to? You were talking to someone. Himself. It's weird, isn't when? it? When? What? Sorry, hang on a minute. We're talking. Hang on. He's weird, isn't he? Well, you know, I prefer the word. Um, weird. Odd. Okay. Strange. E- eccentric. Hang on a minute, mate. Okay. Perverted, deviant. <laughs> yeah, he's de- you're so deviant. That took a turn. Dark turn. Yeah. Uh, have we got any Texas? Uh, oh yeah, I can do them. Yeah, hang on. See what I mean? It's real deviant behaviour, isn't it? <laughs> totally, yeah. uh, right. What have I got? I've got um, uh, rhyming Ke- slang. Careful. All, all gone. Pete Tong. Uh- hey, yes. That's from Paul and. Thank Taylor. you, Paul. That's a great one. Have you heard the Geordie rhyming slang? Did I have a rhyming slang? Uh, well, I watched Geordie Shaw in the. Uh, it's not really rhyming. It's just words. Just for read it. Read it in your head. <laughs> read it in your head before well, you say it out loud. Apparently, George. All right, Catherine, we get the idea. Thank you. <laughs> Rumpy Pumpy. She's miming there with her hands. Apparently, you'd say it was a bit George, as in George George Michael. Now, George Michael was in hey. Wham, and <sighs> Wham sounds like warm, as in. It's a. Wham. It's about a wham out. The I example is, oh, it's a bit George, let's get a Solero. Do they even make Solero? Well, I think a, well, a Solero could be a euphemism for a drug cigarette, and <laughs> having a George could be driving into a photo shop. Also, Geordies don't feel the cold, so I doubt the, no, no, the veracity of the whole thing. They've yeah. made that up. Well, great Texas, Ben. Yeah, I've got one more. Okay. Iconic glasses, Sue Pollard and Roy Orbison. We've had Orby. The, the Orby. Orby. <laughs> We've had Orby. Keith Harris and Orby. I could, the thing is, I couldn't describe Sue, Sue Pollard's yeah, glasses. J- yeah, I could. Go on, then. Um, Disc- massive, massive. Probably... Um, oh, yeah, my Aunt Hazel used to wear glasses like that. The 80s ones. The sort of female version of the Hank Marvin. So yeah. they're, they're, they're kind of big, massive. Yeah. Usually red or rainbow-coloured rims. Yeah, yeah, my Aunt Hazel used to wear those. All right, thank you, Shags. What you got in the papers? Um, this, a border collie cross was lucky to be alive yesterday after falling 300 feet down a mountain. Hey! Seen far from the madding crowd. No, mate, All of course not. that is not, a belting film. I bet it's not. How, you... many, how many car chases or gun battles are there in that film? There is a gun in it. I'd be, it'd be a really boring old rubbish gun with a flintlock. Yeah. Boring. Does the damage though? No, it doesn't do the damage. Yeah, There's does. no aim. Do you know? Um, you know, in films where they have a gun in each hand, and sometimes they have it sideways, and they yeah. poof, poof, and they go backwards like this. Would break your shoulders. You can't do that. No. You can't aim properly. Your aim would be completely off. You've got to hold it with two hands. I watched the, and it's a brilliant film. I think it's called Escape Plan. It's. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, have you seen Escape Plan, Shags? Oh, no. Who's he talking to again? He's such a deviant. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, no talking, worries. He's talking to himself. In Australian. It's, um, no worries, mate. It's uh, Schwarzenegger mm. and Stallone. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's mm-hmm. so over the top. It's brilliant. But there's a bit, right, where a helicopter, there's a massive machine gun on a helicopter, and this guy's shooting, but the guy gets shot. So Arnie walks up to the helicopter, rips the gun off, and he's just he's holding it with one arm and he's firing it. That would have sent him flying back a hundred yards. He would have flipped it round and shot himself in the face. Yeah, I love it. So anyway, far from the madding crowd. Yeah, boring. None of that in there. No, but at the beginning, the sheepdog goes nuts yeah. and chases poor old farmer. Oh, God, it really sounds great, Giles. Anyway, no, he, farmer Giles. There's, there's, he was a celebrity. Shut up. Anyway, what? chases all his sheep shut over up. the over the cliff. Hey. And so he's ruined. He is ruined. See, I've seen films where people get ruined in much more exciting ways than that. Biggers! Hello, it's Damien Rivers here. Okay, that's just embarrassing. Oh, wait, four, five, nine. So anyway, he ends up having to go and work for this woman that he's asked to marry him and she thought she was too good for him. Yes. They end up together in the end. Okay, why are you telling telling me the plot of a really boring film? It's Thomas Hardy, love. Yeah, Thomas Hardy is so dull. No, beautiful. No, not beautiful, dull. He's beautiful. Julie Christie's in it. And Terence Stamp, what's not to like? Uh, anyway, Georgie the, Georgie the dog plunged through a snow ledge and was marooned for 18 hours before being rescued by owner Simon Pierce, 41 and friends. So it's good news, the dog survived. Not like in Far From the Madding Crowd where all the sheep died. Got, right, OK, we're getting a lot of um, texts mm. and tweets about mm. Roy Orbison, mm. right? Scott has tweeted, I drove all night to get to you. Is that all right? No, it's not all right. Well, not really, Roy. You're blind. Well, he's, <laughs> He wasn't blind. He wasn't blind. What I would say is not he's all right not about bl- that is the fact that he drove all night, crept in your room, yeah, woke you from your is... sleep. I mean, you know, Roy, that that's not all right, so stop asking. All right, so we've got um, iconic glasses, celebrities whose names are rhyming slang. Be careful with that, please. Um, what's Timmy Mallet said to you? Countries you're never going to go to. Jobs that you uh, uh, you had to go back to that you didn't want to. And creepy songs. Inappropriate, yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Oh, Bruce, please, give it a break. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some problems on the M25. Anti-clockwise is the lane blocks between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley after an accident. There are three or four cars that are blocking lane 4 at the moment heading towards Junction 20. And we just heard that it's easing off now on uh, the clockwise M25 after the fuel spillage at Junction 24 for Potters Bar. We just heard that has cleared up, so that should be moving again fine. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very busy between the M1 Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. Also looking at the cameras, it's quite misty through that stretch, so take care. On the a1 southbound are queues between Rowley Lane at the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And then Gerrard's Cross on the A40 Oxford Road. Looking at the speed sensors, it's all moving fine, but there are some temporary lights there at Bulstrode Way, so that could cause some delays later on. On the train, there reports of any major problems on the departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46, it's uh, Tuesday the 20th of January, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. And The Sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three. We'll speak to Dealey about that in a bit. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a bitterly cold start to the day across all three counties. We've got temperatures ranging in the region of minus five to up about minus two. So everywhere, sub-zero, widespread frost. Perhaps not quite as thick or as icy as yesterday's. There's not much moisture in the air, but a frost nonetheless, and it is bitterly cold. One or two patches of freezing fog as well. Possible. They sneak up on you. So uh, extra care, especially if you're driving, because this cause all sorts of problems. But it should be reasonably bright today some sunny spells despite the temperature being bitterly cold it's not going to get much more than four or five celsius now once the sun sets we'll get a widespread frost quite early on but then the cloud will increase from the west bringing with it um, some outbreaks of rain now over higher ground the chilterns for example is likely to fall as snow elsewhere a bit of a wintry mix some rain and sleet mixed in there as well but the minimum temperature down to minus one another cold day tomorrow perhaps some ice around tomorrow morning the frost that little bit harder uh, particularly in the more prone spots and then we get some more showers now higher ground again could fall as snow but most places seem to be falling as a bit of a wintry mix the maximum temperature same as today five celsius and that's your forecast Every weekday from 12. We're talking to Alice Jones uh, about her journey, which has uh, landed her in the arms of Youthscape. When I was five, my dad left our family. It's your first inclination to go, oh, I must have done something naughty. Nick Coffer. I was in a really vulnerable place. The people at Youthscape, it is literally their job to show you that they love you and care about you and whatever you're going through. Every day my job's a privilege, but every once in a while it's an even bigger privilege because I get to meet people like you. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, no, no, no. What was that all about? We want something a bit upbeat. Yeah. How about this? Yeah, oh, we no, go. I hate this song. I hate this song. Don't, uh, do you like that? Yeah, what, what's, not, what's not to like, Just? <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> oh, Come no. On. I mean, I, I, I know like it's it. become a cliche, it but it's become stinks. a cliche for a reason. Oh, yeah, no. Come on. Come on. Please don't. It's horrible. Yeah. What a tune. Highly flammable, that. That's why I don't like it. It sounds like Justin's trying to force out a, a three-day-old poo. <laughs> <laughs> what the flipping heck's going on there? Hang on a minute, let me try and find something a little bit... Um, uh, Anything than that. Oh, oh really? Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um... Hang on, hang on, hang Just on. Make it sexy. Oh, I'm going to make something sexy. Here we go. All right, anything apart from that, yeah? Well, I mean... Hang on, hang on. Yeah, you said it. You no, said no, it. no, 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 no. Oh, Come Robbie. on, not even in a joke. Oh. Millennium. Okay. What do you made, know about that song? Well, I think it was basically made to make a lot of money. Well, we're going into the millennium. Here's Robbie. Do you, remember Will, do you remember Willennium? Willennium? Yeah, that was Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> What was that, Shags? That was my first CD. And didn't it sum you up? <laughs> oh, M people. Moving I hate this less, up. if that helps. Famously played at Wembley. Here we go. When teams win the playoff finals. Here we go. Well, here we go. This is, you can't argue with this. Oh, right, oh yes. Enough. Yeah, we in? Yeah. Yep. See you on the other side, yes. brother. Do it, do it. Machine on the rock steady rock. 
around the celebrities names that are rhyming slang. Thank you. It's probably because we're calling it the celebrities whose names are rhyming slang. Careful. Careful. Phoning. Uh, I've got to say, uh, I- Ian uh, always provides good tweets. Always good tweet, Ian. It, they uh, nearly always make me smile. We were talking about the Chilean miners. Mm. And he said, and this is true, I met the best thing about the Chilean miners was the guy who had his wife and his mistress waiting for him topside. Hashtag when, awkward. When there are a couple of girlfriends. Yeah. That was more than one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I'll stay down. You go up first. I'll stay down a little bit longer. Tell me when they've gone. They must have thought that, it, you know, the time was right to, to come clean because he was never going to emerge and... Um Wow. <laughs> You're right, Just. Well, yeah, I'm okay. Now listen, we're gonna we've, we're gonna lighten up in a little bit, yep. but genuine sadness today. I was in bed last night. I woke up at half eleven. My boy was upset, so he got into bed with me. Nice cuddles, and I thought I'll just check Twitter. Mm. And um, well, I was shocked, Justin. Very little news shocks me these days. I was shocked. I know that that you were quite moved as well as a big fan of Coronation yeah, Street. Yeah, and Kirkbride died at the age of uh, sixty, following a uh, short years know, old. Nothing is it? A short illness. Um, I saw her only a few months ago throwing a trifle at the wall. So she, she, <laughs> it was a it, great scene. It was, oh, it, was, it, was, scene. it was in Coronation Street, yeah. was it? I don't watch it anymore. Okay, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. But now as a fan, uh, very very shocked by this news. So what I've done? Yes, we're going to lighten the mood later, but I put together a little tribute package. Take a listen.
there were marriages, a love triangle, bad cooking, big glasses, and briefly a spell in prison. And first walked the famous Corrie Cobbles back in 1972. Same again? Uh, no, not for me, thanks, Jimmy. I have to be off. Oh, so soon? Well, there's something about the atmosphere in here today. It puts me off. Yes, it is a little too close for comfort, isn't it? See ya. Are you coming, Annie? Well, those three lines would set up a career in the soap, leading to some of the UK's most watched moments. In recent times, her character has been in battle with the world's most evil daughter, Tracy. You come back here, you land yourself on us, you expect everybody to run around after you. Oh, have you heard this, Dad? I mean, she'll be blaming me for being born next. Get out! Tributes have been pouring in since the sad news. John Stevenson, a former Corrie scriptwriter, said he'd known the actress since she was ten. It's terrible to hear she's gone. Bill Roach will be extremely distressed by this. He was worried about her because she didn't seem happy and wanted time off and nobody seemed to know quite what the trouble was. And Brian Capron, who played Richard Hillman, says that she was hugely popular with the audience. There was something about her that people could relate to her. You didn't think of her as an actress at all. You thought she's real and I thought the public could relate to her and of course how fabulous to have played one of the more enduring and iconic characters in Coronation Street that will be remembered for a very, very long time. Quite simply, Corrie will never be the same again. My last memory of Deirdre was watching her throw a trifle at the wall in true Deirdre style. And Kirkbride, who has died at the age of 60 following a short illness. Well done. Well Thank done, you, Ross. Well done, Anne. Beautiful, Justin. I know you do it well. I know you do it well. That was made with love. That I'm was... a fan. I'm a fan. No, so, was... yeah, I'm upset this morning. That was spot on. Well, we're, we're kind of paying tribute in our own, um, you know, the way I think it's appropriate. Iconic mm. glasses. She did have iconic glasses. She did. You failed to mention Elton John. Well, describe Elton John's glasses. Well, Elton John's glasses well, were absolutely huge. And in actual fact, there was a West End play a few years ago called Elton John's Glasses. But see, I, I remember him in so many different glasses. Mm, but they were always iconic, Justin, weren't they? these are the things that we're talking about, and mm-hmm. I'm going to throw an extra one at the end, which is the one I think you'll go for, but let me just put them, <laughs> run them all past you. Right. Yeah. So, iconic glasses. Yep. Celebrities whose names are now rhyming slang. Be careful with that one. <laughs> yes. um, oh, I've forgotten them. What has Timmy Mallet said to you? Oh, you don't want no, to know I d- what I, you said I to I know me. exactly what you said he to you. He called me the yeah. worst word in what the world. What did you do to get Timmy Mallet so angry? I couldn't transfer him. Now, bearing in mind, I've been at the radio station for years. He used to present, yes, that idiot used to present <laughs> drive time, <laughs> and he phoned up and he said, yes. can you transfer me upstairs? I said, Timmy, I can't transfer this phone line. And he called me that horrible word. Oh, dear. And bearing in mind, good, good point, this man. was my childhood hero. Yeah. And when I met him, again, I thought, what an absolute prat you are. OK, well, he's, he's got a good point, though, Just yeah. Sometimes you can be like that. <laughs> uh, countries you'll never go to. Mm-hmm. Jobs you've gone back to that you hated. Yep. Can you do a Dame Edna impression? <laughs> Dodgy songs, I drove all night. Or uh, what was the mm. Beatles one? Um, Run for your life. Run for your I'd life. rather see you dead little girl than to be with another man <laughs> um, or apparently and it's kind of the fortunate timing if that phrase isn't too uh, too uh, inappropriate uh, for the sun they they it's rumored they have got rid of page three now yes there'll still be girls in their pants but they'll also be wearing bras oh, and they'll be cheap me. because the pants are an afterthought aren't they yeah come on guys page three it's iconic oh i've heard about this <laughs> it's simon, a surprise. simon mentioned this in the news earlier yeah. you cannot get rid of page three people wow. want it don't so, they sorry uh, are we, are we, is this line taking us directly through to the 1980s 
No, well, 2015 I, I don't know if people do want it, Justin. There's your question. Do okay. you want page three? Well, it's a yes. Well, no, I mean, here's your question that you could ask other people who have got okay. slightly more intelligence than you. I thought we were going to do page three, will you miss them? Uh, we'll do that one, yeah. Great question for the streets. I think people will miss it. I think, you know, even if, even if you're, you're let's say, um, you, you don't like seeing naked people, it's just become part of a Britain's yeah. best-selling newspaper. I think it's horrible, Justin. Justin, take it to the street. We'll speak to you later on 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton because a lorry's broken down. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane blocks just before Junction 20 for Kings Langley because of an accident, and that's involving three or four cars, and it's causing queues from Junction 21A for the uh, St Albans turning. And uh, But on the M25 clockwise at Junction 24 for Potter's Bar, that has reopened after the accident earlier and the fuel spillage. On the North Circular Road, there's a lane blocks just before the 4th Street Tunnel because a car's broken down, and the A1 southbound in Boreham Wood. There are queues there between Rowley Lane and Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. On the trains, no major problems. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Excellent stuff. It's a busy, busy show this morning. Iconic glasses. And page three. You're going to miss it. Ah. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Thames Valley Police, worst in the UK for background checks, tributes to Coronation Street star and has the sun dropped topless models from page three. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. The force, which covers Buckinghamshire and Milton Keynes, says it's had a higher than forecast volume of checks, but there have been long delays for people waiting to get clear to work with children or vulnerable adults. Former Thames Valley Chief Constable Peter Nehru says the system needs streamlining and focusing. The real harm here is preventing people that are danger to children from having access to children or indeed the elderly and the vulnerable. The system at the moment doesn't do that. It's asking for a blanket check on a whole range of categories of people. I'm not sure that it's doing the best job in protecting the public. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. She played Deirdre Barlow for more than 40 years. Ian Poulston Davis plays Owen Armstrong and remembers his first day on set. She could see I was visibly nervous and she came straight over to me in her sort of typical way and threw her arms around me and said, it's all right, kid. You know, we'll look after you. It could have been a scene in the Rovers, you know. She oozed Coronation Street. Just was so warm and friendly and open. Police say a 67-year-old woman from Bedfordshire who was last seen on Friday morning is still missing. Margaret Hickling from Kiso was last seen by her husband. Detective Inspector Danny Fitzharris is from Bedfordshire Police. At that time she was wearing a black trousers, blue top. Um, She's possibly wearing a black knee-length coat and brown knee-length boots. 
Firefighters were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley yesterday afternoon after three propane cylinders were dumped in a ditch. Crews were called to isolate the cylinders just after three o'clock. The Highways Agency say one lane will be closed all week on the southbound A1 in Bedfordshire after a crash involving a lorry yesterday. Repair work is being carried out near Biggleswade. The Sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three. The newspaper hasn't published any pictures of topless women since Friday but hasn't confirmed the change. The media commentator Steve Hewlett isn't surprised. I think for quite a while it's only been a matter of time. Once upon a time this was about saying to the particular to, to the sun's to the sun's readers we're with you. Mm. We represent what you want working blokes. You get it here. Now it's an embarrassment. In sport, Watford bowler Steve Finn took five wickets as England bowled out India for just 153 in their tri-series match in Brisbane. England are 41 for one in reply. And British players Heather Watson, James Ward and Kyle Edmund have all lost their first round matches at the Australian Open tennis. The weather, a frosty start, but it will stay mostly dry with some sunny spells. A maximum temperature just four degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk Three counties. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home B. 
BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show this morning. Lots to fire out. I guess page three, supposedly gone. Be interesting to see. There's no, there's no women at all um, on any of the papers in that respect in the Sun because of uh, Anne Kirkbride passing away. So they've they've done like a seven, eight, nine page tribute to her. But the rumour is that page three has gone. I think you're still going to see hot women though, but in bras and pants. That's the plan. That's the plan, isn't it? Well, I don't know what the plan is. The pay, uh, the um, Sun, what are they called? Are being very quiet about yeah. it. I reckon they're just putting the feelers out, so to speak. <laughs> well, that, that, they're putting the feelers back. That's what they're doing. The feelers have been out for it, too long. It's proper old-fashioned, though, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's rotten, really. And Justin said it's a bit of fun, what, laughing at a woman in her pants? Wait. Well, what's fun about it? But it'd be interesting. I, I think it'll still be quite sexy pictures. Sexy, in inverted commas. It'll be women in their pants and their bras. Still yeah, it'd be women be... unzipping their tops and stuff. What, what about a suggestive kind of like the lads mags and stuff? They always kind of give you just enough that you can kind of see it in your head sort of thing. They're like, you know. <laughs> you I know think, what I mean. I, think... I, I do know exactly what you mean, Ben. That's the problem, yeah. You know, a lot of men say that a clothed woman is far sexier uh, than a woman who's showing you the lot. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, and society's gone so far now that, you know, if Miley Cyrus is going to show us anymore she'll have to get a gynecologist in <laughs> so i'm thinking women in jumpers yep okay can you imagine people go whoa look at the knitwear on that uh these are the things we're talking about quick list uh, iconic glasses celebrities names that are rhyming slang what's timmy mallet's to be careful what's timmy oh, mallet's to you C- uh, countries you'll never go to jobs you've gone back to but you've hated can you do a day medley impression and dodgy songs kyle's on the line kyle which of those would you like uh, oh, I two, but can I, I, I can go for one if you want. You can have as many as you want, fella. Uh, well, the two that I've got. Morning, Ian. By the way, uh, I, was, I was wondering when you were going to get to that, Kyle. Rude. Very rude, Kyle. Oh. Stop the clock. What was that? Twelve seconds. Outrageous, <laughs> Kyle. Sorry, you're welcome. Um, the, so I would say uh, not countries that I've not been to, but countries I would never go back to. Yeah. Lanzar- Lanzarote. Oh, okay. So this is taking a new country, but never mind. We'll let that go. Countries that you would never go back to. All right. The, the, the thing was countries you wouldn't go to. Full stop. But okay. Why wouldn't you go back to Lanzarote? Uh, because I got fifty euros nicked by the airport staff while I was on my way back. Oh, is it that? Um, what's it called? Tourist tax, whatever it's called. Well, yeah, uh, I just thought I'm never, ever coming back to this place ever again. Because you had to pay 37 quid? Yeah. Rude. What, what, did, what, what was, what, was they put in the, what, were they, did they nick it off you, basically? Is that, was it a con? It's island tax. Island tax. Mm-hmm. It, sort of, it, it sort of was there before I went through the uh, little security thing, yeah. and it wasn't there after. Right. So. I'm sure they did that in Greece. Yeah, well, they, they, well listen, they'll do anything in Greece to make money. Those guys are um, uh, dodgepots. So you wouldn't go, if, if it's not a country then, what is it? Island. Lanzarote. That, island's, a country. island's a country. No, it's an island. Does Ireland have an island tax? Because if it doesn't, they're missing a trick there. Uh, and what else have you got for us, Kyle? Uh, and, and the other one, and I, I think this, this answers uh, two things. Oh, yeah. I think it's rhyming slang yeah. and the glasses. I think I've managed to do two in one fell swoop. Hey, beautiful. Go on, then. I think Hank Marvin, yeah. for being hungry, yeah. as in, I'm, I'm uh, Hank, Hank yeah. Marvin, yeah. and also he had the greatest glasses in uh, guitar history. Double word score, fair enough. Double, Kyle, well done. You, um, uh, I mean, do, do I tell him that we did that earlier on in the show? Or? No, no, no we don't it. mention oh. it. Kyle, excellent stuff, well Kyle. Done. Well Spontaneous done. round of applause from the team, Kyle. You're a legend. Thank you. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now... 
A BBC investigation has discovered that Thames Valley Police is the only force in the country to miss every single target last year for getting what used to be called CRB and are now DBS checks done in time. It means that people are being prevented from working with children and vulnerable people while their backgrounds are looked into. Well, Graham Smith is chair of the Thames Valley Police Federation. Morning, Graham. Good morning. What do your members make of this? Well, it's not what my members... I think the real story is, is, is besides the dear... DBS uh, checks being laid. It's because we can't invest any money into it to make it to employ more people to do the checks because of the absolutely horrendous budget cuts we're suffering. Okay. Well, what what impact is it having on policing? Well, uh, I, I, I mean, budget cuts and policing. I think in the next two years. Well, no, no, Graham. With the greatest respect, I don't want to make this uh, you know a political rant against um, the, the government oh, no, for no, budget no. cuts. I just wondered specifically these problems with the DBS checks. How? What impact is that having on policing? Well, it's, it's not going to have any effect on policing at all. I mean, it's going to have effect on the individuals who want to get the checks done, and it is dependent. A lot. The system has been changed so that you can have one check and and take that check with you, but get it updated. A lot of establishments, a lot of organisations insist that you get individual checks for that particular establishment. So if you go to one school, they want the check done. And if you go to another local authority, they want the check done again. But you don't have to do that anymore. You can have the check done at the first school and get it updated, which is a quicker system, at the next school. So there's a bit of a, a, a teaching to do to uh, local authorities and to organisations to get them to understand the new system. But for policing, it has no effect at all. Thames Valley Police has uh, sent a statement. It says the force acknowledges the delays and a high volume of outstanding work currently being dealt with by our DBS unit. It says the delays are down to a higher forecast volume of checks and has had a number of unexpected vacancies within the team. It also has a clear plan to deal with these workloads and the force is using additional funding to employ extra staff. Mm. What do you reckon to that? I'd like to know where the additional funding comes yeah. from. Obviously, they've, they've saved money by having shortage of staff within the department. I mean, I mean, uh, my wife's a teacher. She works within Thames Valley. Uh, she doesn't have problems with new teaching coming to her school to get them done. I think there are isolated cases where uh, people are delayed quite a long time. But, but mostly, and my wife is can say this, mostly the checks are done within three to four weeks. Uh, so there are obviously uh, mistakes and, and delays with some people, but it is patchy. I guess well, but places like Bucks Children's Services, they've had such a terrible uh, write-up, haven't they, in the past, that they, I, I guess they need to be extra vigilant. And I suppose if, if children are involved, people you know, do need to take extra precautions, don't they? Absolutely. It's, it's about protecting the vulnerable, not only the children, but old people. It's about protecting the vulnerable. We've had lots of cases in the past where people uh, have not been checked, uh, where the systems weren't in place to try and protect the vulnerable, and, and horrendous offences have taken place. So it is about protection of the vulnerable people. I think people <clears throat> need to uh, be patient with us. And as I say, I, you know, the, there may be some delays, but the evidence I've got from, from my own wife is that the checks are done quite quickly and efficiently. But yet none of the targets are being met. Well, clearly... 85% should be completed in 14 days, 90% in 18 days, 25 days uh, and 100%... Uh, 95%, uh, sorry, 100% in 60 days. Those, none of those four, the targets are being met. Yeah, but, but there, there, there 
artificial checks, aren't they? They're artificial uh, tests. I mean, what is important that the checks are done properly and that the vulnerable are protected? I mean, you could go the other way and say, actually, we won't do that check. We'll just pass that one. It looks all right. No, we need. Well, no, that would. Well, no, that, Graham, with the greatest respect, that's a silly thing to say because that that would never happen, and then that person would not be allowed to work in the volunteer thing. If 100 uh, uh, percent uh, aren't being done in 60 days, mm. there are targets for a reason, aren't there? And if they're not being met, that's that's pretty pretty poor, isn't it? It is poor, but you can solve... I'll come back right back to the first point. You can solve anything by investing lots of money. And that's what they're doing. Uh, Well, they're not investing lots of money because we haven't got lots of money to invest, I assure you. The force is now using additional funding to employ extra staff. That's a statement from Thames Valley Police. Well, well, I'd like to say, and I will be checking where the additional funding's coming from. I I suspect it's the money that they've they've saved from uh, not employing uh, staff in the past. Okay, thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Graham Smith, Chair of Thames Valley Police Federation. Catherine, have we got any texts? We have, yeah. Iconic glasses we're going for this morning. Of course they are. Andy off of Aylesbury. Yeah. All right, Aylesbury. Iconic glasses. Harry Potter and Radar from MASH. I'll, I'll give you Harry Potter. I mean, Radar was just those wiry little granny glasses. I mean, I think once a set of glasses have been um, claimed by John Lennon, yeah. then that's it, isn't it? You can't distribute them freely and easily. Well, you know, arguably the... OK. I was going to say, the, the, the Ray Charles glasses are the ones that Orbison was wearing, so who wore No, to Char- Orbison didn't have Ray-Bans. He had, like, big, thick sort of purple ones. All right. God, I'm getting really angry about the flipping glasses. I didn't realise you were so into optometry. I just think, you know, it's got, you've got, if you're going to do it, do it right now. Right, do it with me. Okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, we've also got this one from Tony. Half of it I can't read because his rhyming slang is frankly filthy. Oh, Tony. Thanks very much. I'll be using that later, but I can't read it out on air. Iconic glasses has to be Joe 90, sister. Yeah, I'll give you that. All right. And this one from the sports world. So he could be saying anything. Oh, yeah. Math in yeah. All right, Math. Edgar Davids. Oh. Oh, he does wear like sort of swimming goggles, doesn't he? I've got lit. I'll send, you, I'll send you a picture. Don't bother. He looks a bit like Predator, and then he's got... What? Yeah, it's honestly, he has it's a, a look. eye condition. So yeah, he so needs... he's got special glasses. Yeah. So you're mocking uh, a disabled? No, was, look, his hair looks like the Predator, yeah. does it not? It's a, fair, it's a fair comparison. Dennis Taylor and number one, Eddie the Eagle. I don't know, is Eddie the Eagle wearing not Cliff bottles. Richard's old glasses? Sid Little! Guys? Guys? Sid Little! Sid! Sid! Where are you? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's been a breakdown at Lorry's broken down just between junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane blocked because of an accident just before junction 20 for Kings Langley, and that's causing queues from junction 22 for St Albans. And also anti-clockwise, there are queues building up between junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In Edmonton, on the North Circular Road, a vehicle's broken down just before the 4th Street Tunnel, so that means that there are queues building up between the Kenninghall Interchange and the 4th Street Tunnel. And in Chessand, on the A10 southbound, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between Turnford and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. It's very cold and icy, which is likely to be affecting the roads this morning. And checking the public transport departure boards, no major delays are showing up on the trains, though. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.17, it is Tuesday the 20th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. And The Sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three. Gonna miss them? 08459 455555. BBC Three Counties Radio. On Wednesday, local MP Gavin Shuka sat in my hot seat answering your questions. Actually, it's not always possible for people who don't live in as great a need to get access to the housing that they want in the area they want. If you want to hear everything that happened... I would completely reject the racist views of Paul Weston and others who seek to try and stir up hatred in our community. Go to bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio where you can hear it all again. They're trying to attack UKIP and all the mainstream parties uh, to try and track some votes and some publicity to their far-right hate campaign. The JVS Show Hot Seat with Gavin Shuka online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. We've got a lot of stuff out there. There's certainly a lot of uh, junk in my trunk. Uh, that you've been unpacking today yeah. and so let's let's unpack it um let me just quickly uh, there's so many i've had to uh, write them down on twitter right uh so what are we talking about uh iconic glasses this is our tribute to uh, anne Kirkbride, who, who had uh, a f- you know the, one of the most famous glasses in the and in we've the world. seen them yeah of course because we went on the oh, coronation street just, tour yes, haven't we, Gosh, we didn't know then that we were looking at what would become yeah. an artifact well, uh, or a topic uh, if we're honest. Very sad news that uh, Deirdre Rashid has passed away, so we're kind of uh, nodding her direction. Uh, iconic glasses. Uh, celebrities' names that are rhyming slang. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Sakes. What has Timmy Mallet said to you? Countries you'll never go to. I'm never going to go to New Zealand, ever. And it kind of... I bet it's beautiful there. But um, it's... it's uh, Apparently it's a bit like Scotland, so you can just go to Scotland. But warmer. Yeah. Well, wear another jumper and imagine. Scotland's, Scotland's too damp. I've it's, never been to Scotland. Oh, you keep saying this, and I still don't believe it. I haven't. What? I've been to Cumbria. That's quite close to Scotland. Well, but it's it? not Scotland. You've never been to Scotland. You'd yeah. love the Edinburgh Festival because it's all arty farty, and you've got ideas above your station. Well, so that would suit a you. Turtleneck. Yeah. What, what's that mean? What? Um, I'd like to go um, like proper proper Scotland. Right. Far far north. Walking boot Scotland. I want to go walking boot Scotland? Mm. I want a shack by a wa- some water on the Isle of Skye. Mm. All right, mate. Yeah. You're they not call coming. it a bothy. Is it a bothy in Scotland? Sorry? A bothy. Are they? A bothy. Eh? A bothy. No. I, I um, went to the, the Trossachs in Scotland. Wearing a kilt, was he? <laughs> it, oh, it's, it's, it's nippy around the Trossachs, isn't oh, it? Oh, very windy. Yeah, yeah. They should wear pants. Um, Neds, you know what Neds are? Hello, is this thing on? I'm here all week. No, I don't. No. Neds are like tough kids. They're like the hard kids. I can take them. Uh, so that's Scotland. What do you know about Scotland? That's another one to add to the list. I know, I know a, a, a Scotsman. Okay. Well, what, Just the one. What do you know or who do you know from or about Scotland? My mum and dad went on honeymoon in Scotland. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you do a day medder impression? Jobs you've gone back to that hated. That's uh, in tribute to those uh, Chilean miners. It was uh, seven years ago to this very day that those <laughs> miners um, were rescued from uh, that hellhole. Well, it was a hole. I don't think it was a... Well, it was hellish. Mine shaft. Um, they were rescued from that shaft. And uh, dodgy songs, please. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five. When we say dodgy, we mean inappropriate, don't we? No, is it dodgy shaft? No, songs. Yes. Um, and page three, you're going to miss it. The thing is, boobs are ubiquitous. With the internet, I can get boobs 
And I can get a lot more than boobs. I'm looking Any... at some now. Hey, that's shaggy. Don't else's. be so rude. <laughs> be a shags. I don't need to see anyone else's. Let's have a look. Take a picture. Um, but yeah, I can see boobs and a whole lot more anywhere I want to. I'm tired of it. I want to see more um, covered up people. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see intelligent women achieving things. Mm-hmm. Look at this. I don't. I'm just saying it so that girls think I'm hot. Oh. <laughs> 08 455 You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Have we got any texts before I move on? No. Okay, I will move on. Last week, uh, Catherine and I were invited to the home of a gentleman that we're calling Michael. Not his real name. Well, you'll find out why in a bit. Michael says he's struggling to see his baby boy as a result of social services assumption that men are always the aggressors in the cases of domestic violence. Uh, Michael maintains that he wasn't the one throwing the punches. It was his missus. And he had CCTV footage, didn't he, that um, sort of supported that. So we certainly saw one where he was taking a slap. Um, and he's got audio recordings as well to back this up, but he's had a battle to get social services to look at it, something that they've admitted and apologised for. Well, Michael insists he was never violent towards his ex. I did defend myself. The first, very first time and the last time I did defend myself was um, in July 2014 when I had my baby in my arms and I couldn't really do a lot. So I. What was she doing to you while you, while you were holding the baby? Throwing things at me. Throwing things at me, hitting me with the iron, uh, with bottles, all sort of thing. I had the baby in my arms, so I actually had to place the baby on the bed to defend myself properly. But she had done a lot of damage. I must just take you back to some previous um, violent act of hers. She's had me right by the door, strangled me, you know, and I just stood there. Most of the time, I would just walk away. Now, I've got, I, I, if I can say, you're quite a muscular-looking gentleman. You're obviously quite strong. I imagine you go to the gym or something. So it would have been easy for you, wouldn't it, I think, to have overpowered her. Why did you choose not to, or did you feel you couldn't? Um, I don't believe in violence. Why would I want to touch a woman I, I love? I mean, this is not right. I mean, I would rather walk away from violence. I've always been like that. I wouldn't touch a woman. My father never touched my mother, so... And you still loved her, despite everything she was doing to you? Um, Ian, you've got to remember, we have a baby together, our child together, and I believe, as a Christian again, we need to make things work. And I do believe that if you have faith in God, and, you know, as we say, um, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will move mountains. So I thought things would be okay. A family kept, you know, pleading and a mum will come to our house, you know, go on her knees and say, please, please, please don't, you know, don't leave her and things. And I, obviously I have a baby boy. At what point did you realise that she would keep doing it? Because I think the first few times you were telling yourself, this is the last time we can see this through. If I love her enough, she'll change. When did you realise that wasn't going to happen? Um, that was in July. I realised she was about to run off with our child. So I had packed a lot of suitcases, and I said, where, where are you off to with a child? And I realised that she, our child's passport has been taken. So I confronted her with that. She got into a rage through the carry cart, babysit, everything. That was a really, really bad one. Uh, when was the last time you saw your boy? That was um, on the 20th of August, 2014. How old's your boy? Ten months. I, I, I'm a dad, I've got two boys. I couldn't imagine being away from my kids and not being able to see them for months. How, how does, as a dad, how does that feel? It is horrible. I mean, it's affected my my work, my well-being. It's just 
stressful for me. It is really, really stressful for me. I, um, I've been with this boy every single day, you know, of his life till August. And I, I mean, words cannot describe it. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties yeah. Radio. And it's that thing, whenever uh, we, we talk about domestic violence, it, you are generally talking about uh, a bloke doing it to a woman. You'll always get one text or one tweet from something. Yeah, well, it happens the other way as well. Uh, and it does happen the other way, and uh, I think uh, Michael's story is, is quite fitting. If you have anything you want to contribute to that... Uh, 08459 And if you don't want to use your real name, we understand that too. 08459 is the number to call. Oh, oh look, Queen of... Uh, oh, hang on, let's do, do the Queen in a second. It's not the Queen, it's Queen. Andy's on the line. Morning, Andy. Good morning. What have you got for us, boss? Well, that about Eddie Jordan? He wears some funky spectacles, didn't he? Who's Eddie Jordan? Um, well, he was the guy, guy that owned uh, Jordan Racing. Uh, ben, I look to, to uh, Shaggy as our sports correspondent. Oh, on one sec. Um, yeah, Graham, can I pop your mouth? Oh, he's talking to himself again. He's pretending he's talking to himself. Call himself Graham. Who's this fella it's Graham? Thing. He's, it's weird, isn't it? Eddie on next. Um, Eddie Jordan, he does the F1. When you watch an F1, yeah. and there's funny people standing like in the middle of a car park yeah. talking about it, there's Coulthard with the, the funny trousers, yeah. and there's Eddie Jordan with God, the funny Now I know glasses. why um, uh, motor racing is not part of my life, because it attracts dull people like you, Shags. But could you... Eddie Eddie Coulthard, though, if you were just given those glasses... Eddie Jordan. Eddie, Eddie uh, uh, Jordan, yeah. if you were just given those glasses... Uh, this is for you as well, Andy. Would you go, okay. that's Jordan? Mm. <laughs> would you? Probably not. Whereas no, you, no, you, you no, give, you're no. given Buddy Hollies or John Lennon's, you, you, can, you would name that person a medium see, or... See, I don't think I would be John Lennon. I'm just putting it out Sorry? Of course you would, you silly sausage. Sorry, Andy, what did you say, mate? Like Billy Banter, I mean, we as, as kids, if, if, if someone turned up with the NHS specs, we oh. used to call them Billy Banters. Yeah, I, you've got Billy Banters. On. I miss the NHS specs. I had NHS specs up to last year. I love them. Really? Yeah. They're probably worth a few quid. <laughs> Certainly worth a few dead arms. Andy, thank you very much. You can go back to your fictional friend Graham if you want, uh, Shags, although no such person exists. Oh, he's there. Morning, Graham. Good morning. Oh, it turns out you are a real person. I am, yes. Well, it's, it's wonderful to talk to you, sir. What have you got for us? Um, well, I was going to suggest Tim Wanacott, who seems to have a pair of glasses for every day of the week. Oh, do you know what? Now, because I, I um, um, have been unemployed, I know exactly who Tim Wanacott is. He's the the, the replacement fella on um, Bargain Hunt, isn't he? He is, yes. Isn't oh, that, he's, he's, he's been doing it longer than uh, David Dickinson, and I still think of him as the replacement, <laughs> as the stand-in. Yeah. He has kind of, he has wacky glasses, doesn't he? He does, yes. Yeah. Certainly the other day, he's done about 850 shows now. Flipping heck. Flipping heck. I still prefer Dickinson, though. Mm. He got a big, bit too big for his boots, didn't he, Dickinson? Well, he wanted to go prime time and do the, um, the, uh, hour, the evening shows, and it didn't take. It, it didn't work, did it? It was a silly idea, trying to, you know, no... And I met Dickinson, he's a nice fan. Been to prison, did you know that? Yeah, strange way. Yeah, he's mm. been, to, been, to, been to prison, and he's, he's, he's done Bird. Um, also vandalised the cinema. It's true, it's true, yeah, he analysed the cinema. I think, I think when he was watching um, Blackboard Jungle, I think he's one of those uh, Teds that went around and ripped up a cinema. Cool, you're going back a bit. Uh, Graham, thank you. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm older than I... Uh, no, I'm not, actually. I'm as, I'm, I am old. Uh, Graham, I'm not... Thank you. I'm not going to allow Tim Wanaka. I'm going to be strict now, OK? Now we're getting into the half past seven. We're getting the, the intelligent uh, listeners are, are, are waking up. So uh, I'm going to be strict. You have to be able to recognise these people from their glasses. This is a belter I've got on the text. If there was a, a horrific car crash and all that was left were their glasses, you need to be able to... Right, the, the Buddy Holly plane crash. They looked at the glasses. Buddy Holly. Jamie from Luton says Jack Duckworth. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Now, Come on, fella. Do you remember when we went to the... Uh, I was really looking forward to uh, going to the souvenir shop at Coronation yeah. Street. It was rubbish. And it was... Listen, go... If, I, I don't, I'm assuming it's still going because there was talk of closing it. Coronation Street, go and see it. It's brilliant. It's so good. Wonderful. The souvenir shop was such a... Well, I was prepared to spend a fortune I in wanted, there. I wanted, right, I was thinking, I'm going to get some flying ducks for the wall. Yep. You would have those, wouldn't you? Oh, you, yeah. You could make them magnets, fridge magnets. Yeah, yeah. Like the flying ducks. None of that. Easily done. None. I thought, Jack Duckworth uh, spectacle repair kit, a plaster. Yeah. Do that, it's cheap, it's easy. Honestly, it's a, that it's shop... It's a fun thing. That shop was... Was such. It, here we go. What do they have? Coasters and mugs. Coasters and mugs and bags. Wasted opportunities. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton because a lorry's broken down. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane blocked just before Junction 20 for Kings Langley because of an accident that's causing queues from Junction 22 for St Albans. Also anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In Luton on Airport Way, that's starting to look very busy between Vauxhall Way and Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabout. In Bishop Stortford on the A120, looking at the speed sensors, that's quite slow in both directions between Bishop's Parkway and Albury Road and the A1 southbound around the Black Cat Roundabout is looking very busy at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. The force, which covers Buckinghamshire and Milton Keynes, says it's had a higher-than-forecast volume of checks. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. She played Deirdre Barlow for more than 40 years. Police say a 67-year-old woman from Bedfordshire who was last seen on Friday morning is still missing. Margaret Hickling from Kiso was last seen by her husband. And it's being reported that the Sun newspaper will no longer print pictures of topless women on page three. The feature began in 1970. The paper hasn't confirmed the change. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers are playing India in Brisbane in their latest tri-series one-day match. Watford bowler Steve Finn took five wickets as India were bowled out for just 153 from 39.3 overs. Jimmy Anderson took four wickets. England are 41 for one in reply at the interval. British number one Heather Watson is out of the Australian Open tennis after losing her first round match in straight sets. She struggled with illness against the Bulgarians Fatana Peronkova. James Ward and Kyle Eastman, uh, Kyle Edmund rather, also lost, leaving Andy Murray as the sole British player in the singles. Qualifier Aljaz Badin from Slovenia, who trains at the Gosling Centre in Wellin, lost in straight sets to the top seed Novak Djokovic. In last night's Premier League match, Everton missed a penalty in a 0-0 draw at home to West Brom. Kevin Morales missed the spot kick and was replaced soon after his manager Roberto Martinez. They're not related, obviously, Kevin Morales wanted to take the penalty. Leighton Baines is the, the number one penalty taker and he felt confident maybe because of the penalty shootout against West Ham in the FA Cup. The talking point is because we missed it and that is disappointing because he's got the quality and the personality to convert it. Uh, the substitution at half-time is because he's been carrying a, an injury I didn't look 100% to come on in the second half. 
Tonight, Liverpool host Chelsea in the first leg of their League Cup semi-final. Watford winger Lloyd Dyer has joined Birmingham on loan. A Watford 11 travel to Hemel Hempstead tonight in the Hearts Senior Cup. Luton midfielder Jim Stevenson has joined Aldershot on loan. And the former Luton manager Gary Brabin has left conference side Southport to take up a coaching role in Everton's under-21 setup. And in cycling, the Friends Life Women's Tour will return to Hertfordshire this summer. The penultimate day's racing will be from Waltham Cross to Stevenage on Saturday the 20th of June. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, man. Shagsy Free? Yeah. Dave Law. Not Dave and Luton, who I've, I have to go to next. I really don't want to because he's a massive plum. <laughs> but Dave Law on Twitter yeah. has come up with a great, great topic. Okay, so one of the topics is get it, Kath. Get your headphones on, Kath. We got. We're, we're about to go into hyperdrive. <laughs> you got. You guys, Dave. Can you can you turn the noise down, please, mate? Oh me? Yeah. I'll turn the noise down. I'll turn you down in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Fans. Red fans. Right. Yeah. So, one of the um, topics is what has Timmy Mallet said to you, right? And uh, Dave has tweeted. Oh dear. The hammer wielding maniac. <laughs> once swore at me from his car in Maidenhead when he nearly ran me over when I tripped onto the road. Oh. Then Dave's next tweet is our next topic. In fact, I've almost been run over by three celebrities. <laughs> Mallet and Kilroy in Maidenhead and Tom Jones in Chelsea. Wow. So, what celebrities... Have nearly run you over. A friend of my sister's. I'm sure this is true. And Joe, if you're listening, you, you can you can tweet me uh, or text me. I'm sure a friend of my sister's was nearly run over by Stephen King, the author, in, in Stephen King's Lost Years. Um, and uh, Stephen King leant out of the window and shout abuse. Uh, Scott Balcony's friend nearly got run over by David Essex. Brilliant. All right, here we go. What celebrities have nearly run you over? 08459 455555. If only you counted. I try and get you every single day. Exactly. Every single day. David Luton, it sounds like you're in nature's garden itself, which will be a garden. What have you got for us? Well, what did you say? Like? Can you hear the birds singing? Yeah. You see the, the birds sort of singing or your bum squeaking? <laughs> no, no, it's the birds singing, pal. Uh, so that's what you tell the vicar, then that's fine. What have you got for us? Roy Orbison. Yes. He was colour blind. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. So why did he need glasses? I'll tell you, I'm giving you the true facts, pal. If he needed, if he was colourblind, why did he have special glasses? Because of those, the, the spotlights affected his eyes terrible. Well, that's not colourblindness. Do you know what makes it me, is. Makes oh, me yes, even more worried? Dave. Excuse me, Kath. He, he drove me. all night. That would have been Love blinding you. for him. Love you, Kath. And Kelly. Um, She's not here, so she li- don't care. No, listen. I sat with Roy Orbison... And I talked to Roy Orbison, oh, not just me. But... Poor Roy Orbison! Well, that's <laughs> awful! And that he is awful! Us. Excuse me. <laughs> Roy Orbison was the best mate. He beat the Beatles any time. Right, did you say Roy Orbison was the best mate? Best singer, mate. Right, well, that's not what you said, mate. You missed out no, the word well, singer. I, was, I sat with Roy, not just me, but five others. 
And he told us... The story's getting weaker his, and weaker his, as it goes on. No, he, he was, he's colour-blind and he has to have these, light, these dark glasses on because the spotlights affected his eyes terrible while he was singing. I don't Why think... Why would that have to do with colour? I think I he had sensitive eyes, but... That no, he was coloured. He told us he was coloured blind. No, he wasn't. Well, Roy Orbison was winding you up, then, fella. No, he wasn't. He was telling us the truth. Well, he pal. wasn't, mate. Yes, he was, pal. Hang on. Well, I, I, I don't believe that for a don't second. You? No, I don't, mate. I'm but, giving you the true facts. I sat with that he, man. He had myopia. That's short sightedness, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, he was. He had really bad cross eyes. No, furious. no. Yeah. He, had, he was no. coloured blind. No, mate, he was... Yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah, he was like... Do you know why he wore... Uh, mate, right, OK. Yeah, mate. Why did he wear the dark glasses? You tell me. Because the spotlights, while he was singing, yeah. had a tremendous effect on his eyes. Incorrect. I'll give you the, shall I give you the real answer? Oh, here he we go. He had myopia. His, his eyes were really cross-eyed. He had to wear really strong glasses to pull one eye back into, into line. On a, a trip to the, uh, to the United Kingdom, he realised he'd left his uh, prescription glasses at home. The only thing he had with him was... his prescription sunglasses, Dave. The apology's no. accepted, mate. No, I'm The apology is accepted. I tell you what. No, no, you're not apologising to me. No, I'm not. That man is a fact. He, he wound you up, mate. Dealing. No, he didn't. Dealing. Yes, boss. But throw some, oh. throw some fact on this Muppet. Oh, I, to be honest with you, it would just call, be wasted. Don't call Justin a Muppet, you know what I mean? No, he's calling you a Muppet, Dave. No, no he's calling you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Lost call. I told you this one day on your programme, Justin. What was that again, Dave? Well, Justin lapped it up. So good, I forgot. Being colourblind. (laughs) Yeah, but he wasn't colourblind. He was. Right, goodbye, Dave. Yeah, goodbye. Great call. My daughters have started quoting Dave Luton. Oh (laughs) no! They they could do the Dave Luton noise. Really? You know how that goes. Go on. How does it go? Goes like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's what my kids do. He's infected oh. my home. Oh, here we go. This is great. Okay. Um, twi- you've, I've got to be honest. The listeners today are on top form, right? They are on top form. Normally they're a bit slack. We, we've just thrown this out, Justin. Celebrities you were nearly run over by after mm-hmm. Dave was Dave Law, not that fella, was nearly run over by Mallet and Kilroy, Maidenhead and Tom Jones in Chelsea. Scott's friend got nearly got run over by David Essex. Classic. Happy Toast said Beadle almost knocked me down in London. Happy Toast. And Natalie says I was almost I was once almost run over by Bob Geldof riding his bike. He should have had a bell. Yes, he should have had a bell, Natalie. He should have had a bell. Good point well made. Good point well made. Celebrities should nearly been run over, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Justin. Yes. It's rumoured, according to the Guardian. Let me find the front page of the Guardian, because they're the ones that broke the story. Well, everyone's talking about this, aren't they, this morning? The sun sets on page three girls after four decades. The sun has scrapped page three's top women after 44 years, delighting the legions of critics who branded the photos of bare-breasted models, bare 
broad-breasted model, sexist, offensive and anachronistic. I don't know what anachronistic means. Out of Old date. Fashioned, Old yeah. fashioned, Who's okay. actually offended by this, seriously? Well, why are you offended by page three? Me, because it's using boobs as some sort of... Because you, you said yourself, before mm. we uh, got to the uh, seven o'clock news, bit of fun. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you're laughing at women? No. So does that then mean that uh, every single newspaper we ban men who are topless? Because it works both ways, Kath. There aren't that many in there. And it it's is not different. a regular feature. Listen, Justin, we, we, we know for a fact that... So boobs is not news. We know that for a fact. <laughs> true, true. So you've taken this to the streets. I have, You old yes. dinosaur. Yeah, the, the, I'm shocked at your attitude this morning, got to be honest with you. Well, listen, the thing is... You're if a I fun want, guy. I'm a real fun guy. If I want to... I'm holding my phone. If I want to see boobs... Mm-hmm. I just press. I just press um, history on my um, uh, internet browser. <laughs> Not history, <laughs> but do you know what I mean. I can see boobs. Deleted anywhere. that. You? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so How often have we sat in the office in the morning, going through the papers? They're quite boring. You've looked at page three. We've looked at the news in briefs, and we've had a good laugh. News in briefs isn't happening anymore because that was an obvious Mickey take. I don't think we've. I don't think we've ever done that, Justin. Yeah, I think we have. Well, no, we, we have a few we times. Sat in an office in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Is Justin a lone voice in the wilderness here? Wow. But you've taken it to the streets. Yeah, I've taken to the streets. Uh, the rumour, of course, is that Pay Street is going. Will people miss it? Here's what people had to say. Yeah, of course I would, yeah. You say of course. Well, why of course? Talk me through because your feelings and your emotions. Only because uh, it's been going for years and years and it's a traditional thing, I suppose. Oh, I think it's harmless. I mean, who does it offend, really? We came into the world naked, didn't we? It's a very good point. Some very, very sad news, madam. Page three looks like it's coming to an end. Give us your reaction. Well, I guess that is a shame then, really. You're but a lady and you're saying that. I mean, only because it's going going on for so long, not because I particularly look at it, but... So for history's sake for history's and tradition's sake, sake yeah. keep it. Yeah. No, no, it's good that it's gone, obviously. Why is it good that it's gone? Well, it's just stupid, it's uh, archaic. Um, it's a sign of the changes, I think. There are dedicated magazines to it. It's not so much of a taboo anymore. So maybe they're just not getting the, the, the fan base that they wanted anymore. Were you ever offended by page three? Never, no. I just, you know, used to skip past it, read the other articles on the page. It never bothered me in the slightest. Well, unfortunately, I can't answer this question because my girlfriend's going to listen to this radio. And personally, I think now we shouldn't, they shouldn't put those kind of pictures on the newspaper. Come on, come on. Man to man here. Man to man, OK? Forget about your girlfriend listening. If page three was to go, would you miss it, yes or no? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that fella at the end? Who's that fella at the end? I cannot answer this because... <laughs> he was putting on a fake voice, wasn't he? My girlfriend will be listening to this. Secret voice. <laughs> She'll know his secret voice. Uh, uh, 08459 It's just old blokes. It's an old-fashioned thing, Justin. You're an old-fashioned Can user. I ask you a question? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, 1960s music. Do you love it? Yeah. Yeah, you do. OK, a bit old-fashioned, some of it. So, should we ban that as well? Oh, come on now. Well, how is, how is 1960s music demeaning to uh, half the population, apart from, of course, well, uh, Delilah by Tom Jones, which is about murdering a woman? If it was that offensive and people didn't want it, they wouldn't buy The Sun. It's Britain's best-selling newspaper. Hashtag well, but they're not, but they're not buying The not Sun. Buying it's, it figures, boobs, it's figures uh, have dropped. Figures, appropriate word. It's figures are dropping substantially all the time. What, and you think that's because of page three? No, but you just said it's Britain's biggest-selling newspaper. Why would people still buy it? Well, they're not still buying it. Well, according to my facts and figures, it's um, <laughs> one of the... Well, I, I thought it was the best-selling newspaper. You're, you're telling me, great, you know... You're 
you're suggesting that the reader of the sun is so base that they are solely motivated about seeing a free pair of boobs? I just think it's tradition. I just think to get rid of it right now, I think is the wrong move. I think most people, most of your listeners this morning, as demonstrated on the streets this morning for history and tradition, they will miss it. Dave, uh, uh, Justin, thank you very much. We'll come back with you a bit later on and find something else for you to do. I just want to squeeze in Dave in Milton Keynes. Morning, Dave. Morning, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, fella. What you got? Yeah, that, that bloke you saw, Roy Orbison, I reckon he must have been mad at two swords. <laughs> <laughs> he had a few too many shandies and uh, got talking to a waxwork. <laughs> Dave, thank you very much indeed. Well, it's well, not like Dave Luton to report something inaccurately. Though, d- d- Roy Orbison was not colour blind. Uh, th- this is great how this this has taken off. Topic of the day: What celebrities have nearly run you over? Uh, John, this is wonderful. Richard Whiteley almost ran over my mum in the late nineties. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane blocks just before Junction 20 because there's been an accident there and there are queues from Junction 22 for St Albans. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane close between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton because the lorry's broken down. It's also looking very busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. On the A1M southbound, that's also looking very busy between Junction 3 for St Albans and 1 for the M25. In Bishop's Thortford on the A120, that's looking slow between Bishop's Parkway and all Road and the A1 southbound through the roadworks at the Black Cat roundabout is looking very busy as well. On the trains earlier, Greater Anglia have possible delays between Chessant and Liverpool Street because a train's broken down at Theobald's Grove, and also Great Northern have possible 10 minute delays as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.45. It is uh, Tuesday the 20th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street and Kirkbride. Deirdre Barlow stroke Rashid, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. And the sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three. Is it only Justin Dealey that's upset by that? 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a very cold morning out there at the moment. Temperatures at the moment ranging minus three at some places, minus four. We've got a widespread frost at the moment as well. And up in places like Woburn, it's at minus six. So bitterly cold. Lots of people scraping ice from windscreens this morning or frost from windscreens. One or two isolated mist and fog patches as well. And because the temperature is so low, that is freezing on contact. So just be where that could happen. Now, as we head through the morning, looks like we'll get some bright spells. If you're stuck under any fog, though, the temperature really is going to struggle. Um, we're looking at a maximum today of just four Celsius, so really bitterly cold. Overnight tonight, early frost as the sun sets at around half past four. Our coldest temperatures then, but then as we head through the night, we'll have a weather front making its way towards us. The cloud increases at first, but also one or two snow showers possible, particularly towards higher ground. The Chilterns, for example, through the early hours of tomorrow morning. Elsewhere, it's likely to fall as a bit of a wintry mix, some sleet, some rain, some snow mixed in there. Uh, but we could see some snow falling over the Chiltern. So for tomorrow morning, a bitterly cold start to the day. Some icy patches likely. Again, some showers could continue. They could fall a little sleety or snowy. Again, high ground more likely to get the brunt of that. Dry conditions as we head into tomorrow evening, but maximum temperature just 5 Celsius. And that's your forecast.
If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Justin and I went to Luton holding each other's hands. We've had looks. We've definitely had looks, haven't we? We've had looks and I saw a dad usher a child away from us. But there is a way you can hear it all again. David is no longer your name. No, it is not. It's uh, actually legally changed now all above board, yeah. You are now Hatcher. I'm an action hero now, ain't I? (laughs) BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio allowing you to listen to what you missed. We often hear about the bravery of men in Bletchley Park, but what about the women? Some locals were very concerned that their plans for the old Aston Martin site would be the death of the high street. Well, I think it's very good news for the high street. The fear was that Newport would uh, go exactly the way that other towns have gone. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio Across Bet. I haven't got time for that. Uh, the, the celebrity. Um, uh, 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 I need that to think. No, I've got it. The celebrity lane of shame. What do you mean? It's obvious. No. Drivers, celebrity drivers who've nearly killed or maimed people. The, the, the lane of shame is long and winding road. That leads to your door. Started off singing as a joke, and then I realised my voice sounded good. You've got to commit. Did it? I did. Uh, so, so far, these are the celebrities who need to uh, maybe resit their driving tests. Timmy Mallet. Robert Kilroy Silk. Is that his name? Yeah. Couldn't remember. Is it really, though? Tom Jones. Mm? David Essex. Jeremy Beadle, he's no longer with us. Bob Geldof, Richard Whiteley, and ladies and gentlemen, Mr Russ Abbott, who nearly ran over Emma in Milton Keynes. This is taking a slight turn, and when I say turn, uh, the celebrities are now the ones running in front of the cars. Oh, go on. On the Texas. Hey, blimey, go on, what's happening? Simon in Stevenage, in a small twist on the topic, I once nearly ran Rowan Atkinson over. So close. It's (laughs) telling me to turn right. In the car park of a granite workshop supplier in Brentford. Thanks for the accuracy. We uh, needed to know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also got, I nearly ran over Eddie Izzard oh. in a London. Skirt, heels and all. He was wearing them too. So hey! Guys. Hey, guys! Guys, fun guys. We've also got some people bemoaning uh, the uh, demise of page three, if indeed that's what's happening. I okay. think it may be a big publicity Yeah, stunt. yeah, they They may be doing guys. a salad cream on this. Do you Sorry? know what I mean? Sorry, I don't... When I... they said they were going to get rid of salad cream, everyone went, oh, um, but we love it, and then they really, brought it back. Uh, 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 All right, a whisper. It's re- it's re- that's, that's slightly better. They're doing a whisper. First one was really unfortunate. <laughs> Stephen Kings Langley. Yes, hello, Steve. A piece of my childhood gone. Page three's been axed. Why? Why must this world be so cruel? Oh, cruel. <laughs> I think he may be being slightly. Tony the Perf, his own words. Yeah. The son of deceased topless women on page three, but they're still trying to get that sneaky uh, up the photo skirt shot and sneaky boob shots. The son will still show them. No, I it's thought true, that was, actually. The yeah. sport did the up the, fo- up the leg. I think the son do it as well. The thing is, what they should have done is they should have got boobs through history. <laughs> <laughs> So up with the you, really know why, you know why the champagne glass is the size and shape it is? Why? Marie Antoinette. I still don't know, even though you've mimed it. They should have got boobs from history, right? True. Really? Marie Antoinette. They should have got... One of them. The greatest... Guys. Right or left, I'm not sure. They should have got the greatest page three boobs to all pose for one picture, one last picture. Sam Fox. All the women behind them. Sam Fox, <laughs> Maria Whitaker, Leilani... All of the, all of the, uh, Lusardi, all of the classic. How do you remember their names? Oh, how does he remember? (laughs) They're all, uh, They're all in his memory. They're all locked away. 
in a cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> no, they, and they should have got them all back. Classic boobs from the years, but got them to take the pictures as they are now. Sad, saggy. They wicky. won't be. I'm sure they'd be delightful. I'm sure they would be. That's what they should have done. But it's good it's gone. Of course it's good it's gone. If it has gone, we'll see tomorrow. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Jeff Capes once stood on my mum's foot. Does that count? No. McTib. We've had someone else say I once trod on Jim Bowen's foot. Does that count? No. Although Jim Bowen's foot. Well, no one. Well, I'm not interested it's in famous in, foot. In any celebrity's feet. Okay. Oh. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, last week we spoke to a Hertfordshire head teacher who told us the yellow lines outside her school had disappeared while well, we investigated. And the county council told us the lines would be put back by the second week of January. They were put back all right, but with gaps between where some cars had been parked. Well, uh, Terry Duris from Hertfordshire County Council said this would be sorted soon. He's a man of his word. He always comes back on, and we appreciate it. Morning, Terry. Good morning, Ian. Is it sorted? It is. Thanks and it for coming sorted. on. <laughs> and it was sorted on Friday, and you offered me the uh, invitation to come on for a metaphorical handshake. Yes. And my arm is out, ready um, to shake your hand. Come here, brother. You're not getting a handshake. You're getting a hug. <laughs> come on, Terry. Give us a hug. I'm hugging. Well I'm done. hugging. I, I, listen, I, 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 I really just wanted to say that it was scheduled for the 16th of, uh, of January. We did it on the 16th of January. Brilliant. It's unfortunate. The, um, they tried to be helpful, but over Christmas didn't quite work. They but it uh, We it's did done. it. And there's a lot of things that Hertfordshire does that we do very well, but there's a few things that don't quite go There's a go few right. things that go wrong. And, and Terry, you, you, you always come on and you always you always um, take what's on you and it's appreciated and it, you, it's, it's appropriate that when you come on and you, you tell us that something's been done, we get, I, think, I think a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, for Terry Doris for sorting this out. Excellent stuff, Terry. Uh, I'm sure the school be, will be uh, thoroughly pleased. So thanks for that. Now listen, I've also been, it's been whispered in my ear, you're doing a bus consultation. What the heck is that? <laughs> well, we did a, a bus consultation last year because Hertfordshire County Council, along with Every other authority up and down the country has to save money, and we are looking at ways that we can uh, make some possible savings to the money that we contribute to the contracted services um, on on the buses on the bus services in Hertfordshire. But you can go onto the website heartsdirect.org um, bus consultation. I think it is, although I I can't remember exactly. If, but if, if people if Google it, they'll be able to find Pardon? it. If people Google it, they'll be able to find oh, it. Absolutely, yeah. And in fact, it started yesterday and it runs to early April. Okay, and so so some bus services could go. It is possible. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, we, we are basically what we're looking at is withdrawing the uh, support that we give for those services that run after primarily after seven thirty in the evening. But I do stress that these are the on, only contracted services and not commercial services where the number of people who use them is sufficient for the bus companies to run them as commercial services. Terry, it's nice to talk to you and not have to um, tell you off. And I appreciate you coming back on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cheers, Cheers. Terry. Thank you very much indeed, Terry Duris, Hertfordshire County. Council on FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Credit Three where Counties it's due. Radio. Graham's in heaven. Morning, Graham. Morning, Graham. What you got for us, Gray? Um, Cockney rhyming slang. Oh yes, yeah, celebrities whose names have become Cockney rhyming slang. Please be careful. Sweeney Todd. Well, the Flying uh, Squad. 
Yeah, but yeah, the fly. But hang on, Sweeney Tom wasn't necessarily a celebrity. He was. He was. Um, he was well, a, a murderer. murderer. Yeah, he was a fictional murderer. He was real, wasn't he? Sorry, he's real. he was real, wasn't he? Nah. Well, he, well. Yes. Nah. Yes. No, one, no one ate those pies, did they? Yes. Nah. Of course they did. Hang on a second, Steve. Or no, Steve. Yeah. Was Sweeney Todd the, Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, real? No, it was, it was a made-up story. It was made up, Graham, according to Steve. <laughs> Graham, it was made up. <laughs> Graham? Hello? I think Graham's had his throat slit by Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Flipping X. Uh, um, oh, no, he's still there, so he's gone now. Steve. Yes, sir. Well, you've been um, nearly run over by a celebrity, have you? Uh, yes, I have. Thank Nigel you, by Mansell. the way, Graham. Cheers for that. You missed Nigel, it. Nigel Mansell nearly had me. Oh, flipping. Well, I bet he was going <laughs> no, some speed. No, he wasn't. No, I was, at, I was at Goodwood Festival of Speed, and he was there in his Indy car. And I was walking around the pits, and as I walked around the corner, he drove straight around at me, and I had to jump out of the way. Flipping. I shouldn't have jumped, I shouldn't have jumped, because it could have been worth a fortune. Aye, mate, it? well, it, it, A, it would have made this story, uh, it's a good story, <laughs> it would have made it a lot better. <laughs> of course it would, yeah. Uh, and you would have, you, yeah, you would have got a few quid out of that. Oh, of course I would, I could have been, I could have lived on that for years. St- <laughs> you could have done the glum face in the paper. Oh, there's a lot of glum faces in the paper. I'm going to start documenting the glum face, I think they're hilarious. You should do it. I will. Well, uh, Nigel Mansell, one of the... Du- well, Steve, what on earth is going on in the background? Are you getting rid of a body? Are you getting rid of Graham? <laughs> no, I'm in, a, I'm in the back of a van, so you... <laughs> what? Do you need help? Do you want us to call... No, no, no. Did you get the number plate? <laughs> Wh- which direction are you heading, Steve? <laughs> I was driving it. Oh, flipping it. All right, Steve, thank you very much indeed. What is this about glum faces? You know in papers where yeah. people do the glum face and point at something? Yeah, There's yeah. one, you know, there's one, the invoice kid today. The kid that was charged oh, for not this, going to a party. This silly story about this, um, the, 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 the woman, the kid didn't go to a kid's party, so the woman sent an invoice. Well, he said the dad's gone to the papers. Why would you just not laugh or, or make, make a few copies and spread them part with your friends? Me th- but do you know what, though? Part of me thinks... 16 quid it cost. It was at a ski, snow, wet, a dry ski, you know, a fake Slopes. ski place. Yeah. Right? And if you've said... I'm booking tickets to go to this dry ski slope. They're 16 quid each. He's definitely coming. Yep, definitely coming. You sure? Because I'm booking tickets. It's costing me money. Definitely coming. And they didn't turn up. Then, yeah, send them an invoice. I don't think it went that way. Sorry? I don't think it went that way. I think it was just one of these kids' parties where they say, you're invited to a party at this dry ski slope. If I bought tickets for your kids, right? Different thing. No, it's not. It's not. If if I'm having a little party and that party involves me buying tickets to take all the kids out to go and see a pantomime, right? They're 20 quid a ticket and your girls don't turn up and you've said you're going to turn up and you know it's cost me money, I'll have that £40, please. Different thing. We've got to go to travel. Can I argue with you after that? Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues from Junction 22 for St Albans to 20 for Kings Langley after an accident there. On, also on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 with the normal rush hour times. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane close between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. It's looking very busy there. In Willington, on Bedford Road, Alison called to let us know that there are queues between because the traffic lights aren't working between Balls Lane and Station Road. That's causing queues from the Bedford Football Club. And on the trains of Belio Greater Anglia have possible delays between Chesant and Liverpool Street because the train's broken down at Theobald's Grove. And there are also delays on southbound Great Northern services. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. On the subject of celebrities being run over or nearly running you over, Tim Westwood says Miss S 
in his giant Westwood van. I had to leap out of the road. He didn't even stop. Did he shout, boom? And uh, Saggy says, my workmate almost reversed a van over Texas's Charlene Spiteri in Glasgow, Glasgow a few years ago. She wasn't very pleased. I bet she wasn't. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Thames Valley Police, worst in the UK for background checks, tributes to Coronation Street star and has the sun dropped topless models from page three. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. The force, which covers Buckinghamshire and Milton Keynes, says it's had a higher than forecast volume of checks. Former Thames Valley Chief Constable Peter Nehru says the system needs fixing. There were promises made some time ago by the Home Secretary and her predecessors about streamlining the system, but that still hasn't really been carried through. You know, People working for small voluntary clubs are still ending up doing multiple vetting checks, and all of that poses a level of work on the force that the force is struggling to do at the time of cut. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. She played Deirdre Barlow for more than 40 years. Brian Capron, who played Richard Hillman says she was hugely popular with the audience. There was something about her that people could relate to her. You didn't think of her as an actress at all. You thought she's real and I thought the public could relate to her and of course how fabulous to have played one of the more enduring and iconic characters in Coronation Street that will be remembered for a very very long time. Bus services in Hertfordshire could be cut back as the County Council tries to save £1.4 million. It's launched a new consultation after last year's protests over a lower level of cuts. More from Jane Killick. The council is considering withdrawing contracted services which run after half past seven from Monday to Saturday and it plans to withdraw funding from contracted services on Sunday except for routes which go directly to hospitals. It claims the new plans would affect 760,000 passenger journeys a year. Last year, nearly 4,000 people signed a petition protesting about plans to cut services on weekday evenings and on Sundays. Police say a 67-year-old woman from Bedfordshire who was last seen on Friday morning is still missing. Margaret Hickling from Kiso was last seen by her husband. Firefighters were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley yesterday afternoon after three propane cylinders were dumped in a ditch. Crews were called to isolate the cylinders just after three o'clock. The Highways Agency say one lane will be closed all week on the southbound day one in Bedfordshire after a crash involving a lorry yesterday. Repair work is being carried out near Biggleswade. It's being reported that the Sun newspaper will no longer print pictures of topless women on page three. The feature began in 1970. The paper hasn't confirmed the change. Lucianne Holmes, founder of the Pressure Group, No More, page three, said the Sun had been forced to move with the times. I think what we've done is we've changed the society around it. So I think what basically the Sun have been saying, oh yeah, it's just a bit of fun, breasts in the paper. But actually we've just continued around it to say no and to share stories about people who've grown up with it, who hate it, young girls who feel uncomfortable sitting next to men on the buses who comment on breasts on page three and then make a comment to their... In sport, Watford bowler Steve Finn took five wickets as England bowled out India for just 153 in their tri-series match in Brisbane. England are 67 for one in reply. The weather, a frosty start, but it will stay mostly dry with some sunny spells, a maximum temperature just four degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show. DBS checks being muffed up. Page three being covered up. And Justin Dealey being duffed up. He's not, but it was was all I could think of. 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let me just go through. We've had a lot of stuff. We've wasted a lot of stuff on you guys today. Let's be honest. Let's go through... through, some of the well, I, had, I had to tweet them because I don't there were so many I couldn't remember them. Let's go through some of the ones we talked about. Right. Um, can you name iconic glasses? This is after Anne Kirkbride. Deirdre Rashid passed away. A famous pair of glasses. So can you name some famous glasses? Uh, celebrities' names that are rhyming slang. Be careful. What has Timmy Mallett said to you? Countries you'll never go to. Jobs you've gone back to that you hated. Can you do a Dame Edna impression? Dodgy songs. And which celebs have nearly run you over? Or conversely, have you nearly run over? And the death of Page Street. Are you gutted by it? Or do you think, yeah, about time? Aidan sends me uh, a very... Uh, Aidan in Luton sends me a very um, interesting email. Ian, where am I going to see boobs now? I'm too ugly to get a girlfriend and too thick to use the internet. This is discrimination. Good point well made. Well, you know, some of his... We're just going to have to do without. I want to talk to you in a second. In a second, because I want to go to Peter Nehru first, but I want to talk to you in a second. turns out that you and I, I thought you'd agree with me on this, this this kid that was sent a 16-quid invoice for missing birthday party. I Mm -hmm. thought you'd agree with me that this makes perfect, perfect sense. And the mum that did it, that sent the invoice, is perfectly... I'm appalled that you wouldn't just file this under stuff that happens. All right, well, we'll talk about that in a second, and maybe we'll send Justin out on it, because uh, I I get their point. Totally. Totally. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, if you work or volunteer with children or you're in healthcare, you'll know about um, DBS checks. They were formerly known as CRB checks and you basically had to, you'd you'd apply to the police and they would check that you weren't a dodgepot, you didn't have a criminal record. Well, a BBC investigation has discovered that Thames Valley Police is the only force in the country to miss every single target last year for getting these checks done on time. Well, Peter Nehrud is the former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police. The former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police. That should tell you something about his character uh, and his background. But, Peter, you've, you've been a victim of this. You, 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 you've, have you had your DBS check through yet? Well, I'm not a victim of it, uh, but I'm undoubtedly contributing to it uh, because I, I, I have to have two checks because... Despite the fact that uh, when the government made some changes that, uh, when they came in in 2010 to simplify this system, it's still the case that an incredible number of people uh, have duplicate and, mul- and multiple duplicate uh, checks because different organisations won't accept each other's checks. And that just simply dumps a load of duplicate checks on forces like Thames Valley, which so, makes the task even more difficult. So the same person could be checked three, four, five, six times, depending on how many places they're working or volunteering at? Yeah, I heard a, uh, an example uh, yesterday on one of the other channels that I was discussing this on, of a teacher who has 12 separate Blimey. checks. Because individual schools, now that they're all separate uh, and not under a local authority, individual schools won't accept each other's checks. Uh, and my personal example is I'm a cricket coach uh, in, my, in my spare time, uh, as well as a trustee of the Internet Watch Foundation, and IWF's check is the full enhanced with all the whistles and bells for obvious yeah. reasons. 
Uh, but the ECB will not accept that check. They require oh, me to do another one. It is utterly bizarre. And is that, whose fault is that? Is that a government legislation or is that down to the individual um, uh, 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 society? Or, well, or, frankly, that one's down to the ECB. Right. I mean, it is, frankly, pig-headed not to accept enhanced checks that have been done uh, for, an, for another organisation. And, and there's no reason why they can't do that. There's a, the, the, the government introduced a portable check system, but there are very few organisations that actually honour it and accept it. And the result of that is instead of getting one check from some people, Thames Valley, uh, Thames Valley are getting six or seven. But Thames Valley is the only uh, area that has failed to meet every single target. Why are they getting it wrong when everyone else seems to be getting it, well, slightly righter? Well, there are, I mean, that's clearly something that the force will need to, to sort out. Uh, but the trouble, for, trouble from here on in with the level of cuts that they, they will have to sustain in the next few years is they're going to have a really difficult choice between clerks in an office to do checks and frontline staff to be visible on your street. And, I, and I, frankly, as a, as a, as a chief, I don't, ha- I don't have any doubt about the choice that ought to be taken there. You, you simply have to, to, to put preference on the frontline force. Well, the Home Office in- insists that the staff doing the checks are civilian staff that are working in, in police stations, and they're funded by the DBS. So it, it is, that would imply that it's not necessarily a drain on the police service. They're not wholly funded by the right. DBS, and, uh, and, the, and, and it's a bit like the firearms uh, certificates where they, they, don't, they don't fully cover the costs. Uh, and and and, further, and furthermore, as the as the uh, as the checks pile in, there is the, it, the difficulty for the force is that is when you get into enhanced checks, there is a, there is a, there tends to be a considerable amount of detailed work to be done when you're beavering through some of some of the you know the older records and some of the more complicated stuff. That that is not covered by the simple the forty eight pound fee. Never has been. Uh, Peter, uh, has your check come through yet? Are you you good to work uh, uh, coaching cricket? No, I'm I'm just I'm on renewals now, but I've got to do two renewals in the space of a month. I right. mean, it, you know, which means two two sets of passports and documents and and, and yeah. checking, etc. It, it is a bizarre and wasteful process. It does seem ridiculous, Peter. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Peter Nehru, former chief constable of Thames Valley Police. And that's right, Catherine. Yes, I did um, struggle to finish a sentence and ended it with. Does that mean it's slightly writer? It's okay. It's not. As I could see it coming, and I thought, I don't know. Abort, abort. I don't know how to evacuate this sentence. Uh, and I ended it with slightly writer. We all know what you mean. Yeah, I know. It makes you more human. No, it makes me more plumb like. Oh, I know, but that makes you more human. Hey, do you get plumb lines anymore? Do you remember plumb lines? Mm-hmm. It's a bit. It's a strange. Well, let's see if Shag knows what a plumb line is. No, sorry. Yeah, kids these days don't know. What pl- you probably do it on your iPhone now, don't you? you? In fact, you do do it on your iPhone. Do what? what plumb lines. What are, what are plumb lines? Plumb lines. She, Catherine is miming a plumb line. Like conkers? You get, 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 yeah, kind yeah, of. I don't know whether you, a conker would be as good, but it's no. similar. No, because con- it needs to have a point yeah. to it. There needs to be a point it's to it. It's got a pointy weight on the end. It's how you um, work out what a straight drop is. Yeah. Plumb lines. So what's the purpose You're about to become it? a dad. You need one of these. Yeah. yeah. Why? why? Why would you need to know? You put, you're putting up shelves, yeah? Get Just a, a spirit level. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh mate. Oh mate. I look no. forward to those books falling on your baby's cot. <laughs> That's what will happen. But but you just need the bubble in between. It's, it's done. <laughs> so well, I don't understand how one would do no, it. You, you need don't. one at either end of the shelf. Oh no. no You've got no, your no. pencil behind your ear, right? Yeah. So what are you playing with two plumb lines for? You uh, utter, no, utter plumb.
Lying. Right. Okay. Got any texts, Catherine? Yeah. Good. Logical John. I was sad last time they phased out thruppany bits. Now it's happening again. <laughs> very funny. That's very funny. Thank you very much indeed. That's very funny. In answer cool. to the man who said we are born naked, why don't they show baby pictures instead? No, Helen, you can't do that. Helen and Milton Keynes. Oh, right, yes, yes. Um, Who's Harry Worth? Because Jane um, was nearly run over by Harry Worth many years ago in Scarborough. But I don't know who Harry Worth is. He'd know what a plumb line is. I mean, that's a proper sure, old-fashioned yeah. entertainer's name, yeah. Harry Worth, but yeah. uh, uh, not a clue. James in Milton Keynes was yep. nearly run over twice by Prunella, Prunella Scales, 45 oh, minutes apart. She, hey. He thinks she was determined to game. <laughs> <laughs> that's all! And Dave said, uh, this is not a well-known fact, she's probably made up, yep. that the colourful, zany and little bit mad Timmy Mallet once jumped in a canal to save a man's life. I'd like to think he did it while wearing his glasses. When Timmy puts the hammer down, it stays down. <laughs> I've got to say, you've all been on top form this morning. Yeah, but you really, really have. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Ni- Nigel's in Aylesbury. Morning, Nigel. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. What would you like to say? Um, yeah, basically, with regards to um, celebrities who have been run over or almost run over by them. Yes. Um, I was that. I was um, driving down Pinewood Studios collecting some uh, set when I was at um, college um, yeah. training. Um, a lady ran out between two big buses. We stopped, braked. Um, it was Sigourney Weaver. Oh, so. Nigel! You go straight to the top of the nearly killing a celebrity tree. Sigourney Weaver, how, how yep. long ago was this? Um, this would be Alien Resurrection, so mid-90s. Oh, not to be so, messed with. No, not to be messed, not to be messed with. So, um, was yeah, that she, did she, no, was that the one, I only watched the Alien films recently, and I loved nearly all of them, but was that the one where she had the shaved head? That's it, shaved head, black, black stuff, literally. It, she ran out, didn't look anything like that. We were in a transit van. I'd have loved to have seen the headlines. Um, but then we looked left and we saw that the production office was there, so we bagged our way into the production office and looked around the set and oh, everything like that afterwards. mate. And did she say anything? Or did you lean out? <laughs> oh, hey, Sigourney, look where you go, you daft mare! Uh, no, we were picking ourselves up off the floor wow. from the transit van, and um, she didn't even see us. She, didn't, she was just literally running between the uh, production office and the um, lot. Nigel, so. fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Isn't it funny? You throw out these things, and we've thrown out lots of little bits of, well, rubbish, really. Uh, and, and what sticks? Have you ever been run over, or have you nearly run over a celebrity? 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Oh, oh! This is what I, live, I was. I was. We have to go to travel now. Let's do it after travel. All right. Yeah. No. All right. No. I'll do it very quickly now. Right. This argument. This family that have sent an invoice to a young kid's parent. They've not given it to the kid. They've given it to the parents mm-hmm. for sixteen quid because he didn't turn up to their their party that, yeah. where they booked tickets. So, yeah. But the, the point is whether this was a contract or whether it was a party invitation. Kids don't turn up for parties. It's just along with things that happen when you organise a party and when you're the hostess with the mostess and sometimes you have to take some extra expense. The no, the mum said, I confirmed with all parents on the Thursday before the party that they were going, as I had to pay that day for, for the dry ski slope. Derek, the, the father, told me that Alex, the kid, was looking forward to it and would see us there. To me, that is confirmation. That, and we can ask JVS, that's a legally binding contract, mate. Nah, that's a verbal con- No, verbal contracts are legally binding. Prove it. Prove it happened. No, well, the parents, the other parents, admit that it happened. Nah. I just think it's stuff that happens. We're getting too litigious. In the Alex's country. parents conceded yesterday they had initially said he would be at Charlie's party at the Ski Slope and Snowboard Centre in Plymouth just before Christmas. 
So they, it's a verbal contract. They've agreed yeah, that they made a verbal contract. But it takes some front to try and pursue it and to take them to court. They're threatening to take them to court for the cost of, what, £15.98 or something? £15.95. Just, it's the just, principle. No, but the, if you Pay want to, the if, money. If you are lazy enough to give a venue money to host a party that you could do at home, all right, maybe not with a ski slope, but I'm sure you could make some sort of uh, arrangement. I love the fact that it's the it's, invoice, it's a real invoice, and it says child's quantity one, child's party no-show fee. It's outrageous. I no, got a phone not. call on the morning of my wedding from friends who weren't coming. Does that mean I should be pursuing them for 160 quid? What a cheap wedding! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are long delays from Junction 22 for St Albans to 20 for Kings Langley after a three or four vehicle accident that closed a lane earlier on. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very busy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne, but it's easing off uh, between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. That has all reopened after the lorry was broken down there earlier. In Willington on Bedford Road, there's reports that the traffic lights aren't working in both directions between Balls Lane and Station Road. It's causing queues from Bedford Football Club and into High Wycombe on the speed sensors on Marlow Road is looking very busy as well. In Kings Langley on Gallows Hill there's reports that the traffic lights aren't working there in both directions between Station Road and Abbots Road which are causing some problems and on the trains no major delays showing up on the departure boards but Abelio Greater Anglia are warning of some problems are heading into Liverpool Street from Chessant because of a broken down train. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Samantha. 8.17, it's uh, Tuesday the 20th of January, I'm Ian Lee These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness and the sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three and the whole country, apart from Justin Dealey, goes Phew, at last! BBC Three Counties Radio Did you know you can get in touch with BBC Three Counties Radio wherever you are via Twitter? at BBC3CR. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash BBC3CR. Call us on 08459 455 555 or text us on 81333 and start your message with 3CR. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's different if you booked an entertainer. It's different if you've, you're just having a party in your house. It's different if you booked a disco. This is, this is 16 quid per child. Yeah. They, that family said that they were going to go to the party. That is a verbal contract. And then listen to this. Listen to this shoddiness, right? But delivery driver Mr Nash, 45 of Cornwall, then realised he'd already arranged for their daughter to go on a day trip with her grandparents. And Alex decided that he would rather go with her. You can't just do that without consequences. Listen. There are consequences to your actions. That family, the first family, should not... Derek, uh, uh, no, hang on, what, let's, get their, let's get their name. Whatever. Julie and Simon Lawrence, they shouldn't be out of pocket just because Alex wanted to go with his grandparents. They're not out of pocket. There is a rate for taking your kids to somewhere like that. 16 quid a kid. I hope the other child had a nice party, by the way. No one's mentioned that. You know, flipping egg, £15. Just be gracious about it. Yeah, it's a bit shoddy. Maybe um, the parent should have offered the money if he knew that she was going to be out of pocket and she had gone to the 
um, uh, lengths of making sure that they were going. Mate, I'm not well, buying that. Egg, it's just filed under stuff that happens. Yeah, stuff that happens, and you have to learn there are consequences. Listen, we're we're all in it together. We're all we're all feeling squeezed. We're all feeling the pinch. How wonderful of this family to say we're going to take the birthday party is going to be something a little bit special, dry ski slope. The kids are going to love it, but it's going to cost us a few quid. You definitely come in because we can't really. Supposing no I kids think, are turned up, right? I think when supposing you, there were ten kids invited, they didn't turn. That they're 160 quid out of pocket. Listen, I think when you arrange a kids party, you expect a few dropouts. Either they get a temperature. You know what kids are like? They're passing germs around all the time. There, they get a temperature. They throw a flipping tantrum, and you can't get them out no. in the mornings. Just take it on the chin. It's stuff that happens. 16 quid on the chin. No, not having it. 08459 I know it's yesterday's story, but I'm right on this and I'm actually quite angry. What I like about this story at the end is ski centre manager Louisa Duggan said, this is nothing to do with us. Brilliant. 08459 555. I'm right about this one. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now... Catherine and I went to meet a listener that we're calling uh, Michael. Why did we go and see him and why are we changing his name? Michael got in contact with us because he's having trouble seeing his baby boy because of a uh, problem he's had with his ex-partner. That's why she's his ex-partner. Now, there are allegations of um, domestic abuse involved in this. Um, but he says... Yep. He's not the violent party. Yeah, it's it's him that's on the re- been on the receiving end of uh, he, he, the violence. He's tried to tell this to social services. They're not interested in hearing it, as far as he's concerned. And in fact, um, in the past, he's been up there with evidence because um, he's the sort of person he's in the sort of job where he has can put his hand to uh, recording devices. He has got CCTV footage, which he had. He says he had to beg social services to look at or to listen to. Well, we got to see it. <laughs> She said, I bit her, bit her, because she will go to the street. The social worker actually said to me, how can you remain calm that way, you know, with all this going on? She, she's Nigerian too, I take it. She's Nigerian. Do you think that they've made assumptions based on, on where you're from? I don't think it's got anything to do with um, where I come from or the colour. It's just uh, assumption that it's men beating women. And I do believe, I have been... You know, doing a lot of uh, readings lately about violence against men online. There's a lot of men out there that have been abused by their wives, but I think the same thing that happened to me, a lot of men are really, really ashamed to come out to talk about it. Being what we are, I don't think a lot of men will actually own up to it and say, it took me a while to actually own up to it, say, to actually realise that this is domestic violence. Because all we know is about the other way around, you know, men beating women, but in my case, it is actually domestic violence. And there's so many men out there going through the same thing. But I realise we won't come out to say, because as a man, I think, or the society makes us think, you're a man, um, you should endure everything, you should take everything. And I think we all grew up that way. And I think that's why men wouldn't come out and say they're going through domestic violence. I felt degraded. Um, I couldn't tell anyone that. Have you told Have you told any of your friends about it? No. I told the family. I told my family as well. It took me a while to tell them, and when I did tell them, they made me understand. And you've not seen your boy uh, since August of last year. Uh, you claim because of what social the failings of the social services here, and because social services have advised her not to see you. 
what do you think is wrong with the system and what do you think needs to change? I think social services, like I've said earlier, they do have a very, very difficult job to do. But nevertheless, diligence in every job matters a lot. If this had been done in my place of work or in your place of work, it might be, it could be termed as gross misconduct, you know, because um, they haven't done any diligent investigation. But, but I am determined to 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 be vindicated and to let the world know I've never touched my woman and I've never told my ex-partner and I never touched my child. And I think this social social worker, all the cases she's handled with her manager should actually be scrutinised by an independent person. That needs to be done. Because if this is the same way she's done other cases, I think she needs to be made uh, accountable for that. You really miss your boy, don't you? I do, a lot, a lot. And like I said, I've never spent a day without him. Never. I've taken days off work, I've worked from home. It's really hard. Well, that was Catherine and I speaking to uh, the chap we're calling uh, Michael. Mark Brooks is the chair of the Mankind Initiative. Uh, Mark, tell us what the Mankind Initiative is. Um, we're a charity that provides uh, support to male victims of domestic abuse via a via a helpline where we give people information, uh, we signpost them on to other organisations, and also we provide emotional support where we can. We'll, we'll give out the number at the end of this interview, so if people want to go and get a pen and paper, uh, they can do. How common is... We hear about, and this isn't to demean it in any way, we hear about domestic abuse towards women a lot. We don't hear about it so much the other way around, from women to men, do we? Uh, no, we don't, um, but the, the government figures clearly show that for every three victims of domestic abuse, uh, two will be female, one will be uh, a male. And, and we know in, in, in the area, in your, your area, that around 1,000 men every year uh, report to the local police forces that, that they are victims of domestic abuse. So that's 1,000 people in the three counties area uh, report to the local police they are victims. And do they get, um, do those reports, do you think, get taken seriously? In, in Michael's case, he felt that the social worker and indeed the police, he was telling us as well, as well assumed that he was the violent person. Well, it is disappointing to hear that because if you'd asked me that question five, ten years ago, um, that would have been a real problem in terms of men not being believed. Um, and we we think that there, there's been a real sea change in the attitudes of the police, certainly. Um, so it's disappointing that um, that if if that's the case, that that's actually happened. I mean, the key thing we we say to men when they actually uh, want to approach the police is to collect as much evidence as possible beforehand. Um, obviously, tell friends and families, but also take any pictures if there's been any violence and also keep a diary of, of events as well so that when they go to the police, that they really do have a compelling case that the police can't ignore. But it's disappointing if this chap's actually done that and uh, the police and the social services are still 
still uh, are, are taking the wrong side. Is the psychology, and this may be completely wrong, but the psychology I've heard uh, explained before about why women stay with violent male partners is because they, they love him, and after the, the violence, he always promises he'll change, he kind of makes it feel like she, it was her fault, and it, she kind of brought it on, but he'll never do it again. Is it the same psychology when it's women violence, being violent towards men? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's exactly the same type of pattern as to why men will stay with a violent woman um, as the other way around. There's often a, a couple of other added issues in terms of uh, certainly we see children, as in as in the case mentioned here, uh, being used in some cases as a weapon of domestic abuse in terms of controlling the partner in the, if you leave me, if you tell anyone, you'll never see the kids uh. again. And lastly, we, we have, you know, we have seen a pattern of uh, even false allegations or the threat of false allegations where if, um, again, if you tell anyone, if you go to the police, I will say it's you who's been carrying out yeah. the abuse, not me. Um, so there's slight differences, but, you know, 90% of the time, the reason the man stays in a relationship with a, a woman that's uh, abusive is exactly the same as it is uh, for a woman. Mark, we mentioned the phone number. If anybody listening wants to get in touch with the Mankind Initiative, what is the phone number? It's 01823 33 42 44. Give us that one more time. It's 01823 33 42 44. Mark, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Fabulous. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thousand people in this area, thousand blokes in this area, are the victims of domestic abuse or report or reporters. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? Well, thank you uh, to Mark and thank you as well to Michael who in, uh, invited us into his home. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking very busy on the A1M southbound between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are still long delays from Junction 22 for St Albans to 20 for Kings Langley after the accident earlier. In Kings Langley on Gallows Hill as well, the traffic lights aren't working in both directions uh, between Station Road and Abbots Road that's affecting. In Amersham, checking the speed sensors on London Road East and it's looking very busy between Stanley Hill and Pheasant Hill. And in Willington on Bedford Road, there's uh, long queues in both directions uh, because the traffic lights between Balls Lane and Station Road are not working. They're stuck on red. On the trains, there are reports of any major problems on the departure boards, but Abellio Greater Anglia are warning that there are some delays to Liverpool Street from Chessant because the train's broken down. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. The force, which covers Buckinghamshire and Milton Keynes, says it's had a higher than forecast volume of checks. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. She played Deirdre Barlow for more than 40 years. Bus services in Hertfordshire could be cut back as the County Council tries to save 1.4 
four million pounds. It's launched a new consultation. And after more than 40 years, the Sun newspaper is reported to have dropped its tradition of picturing topless women on page three. The paper hasn't confirmed the move, but its sister publication, The Times, says the change has been approved by Rupert Murdoch. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers are heading for victory against India in Brisbane in their latest tri-series one-day match. Watford bowler Steve Finn took five wickets as India were bowled out for just 153 from 39.3 overs. Jimmy Anderson took four wickets. England a short while ago, 119 for one in reply. British number one Heather Watson is out of the Australian Open tennis after losing her first round match in straight sets. She struggled with illness against the Bulgarians Fatana Peronkova. I fell um, very lightheaded and low on energy you know it's a shame that it's today my opponent you know it's one of those players that I've got to be on form and 100% it would be hard enough anyway so with the way I was feeling you know it didn't do me any favours today James Ward and Kyle Edmund also lost leaving Andy Murray as the sole British player in the singles qualifier Aljaz Bedin from Slovenia who trains at the Gosling Centre in Wellin lost in straight sets to the top seed Novak Djokovic in last night's Premier League match Everton and missed a penalty in a nil-nil draw at home to West Brom. Tonight, Liverpool host Chelsea in the first leg of their League Cup semi-final. Watford winger Lloyd Dyer has joined Birmingham on loan. A Watford 11 travel to Hemel Hempstead tonight in the Hearts Senior Cup. Luton midfielder Jim Stevenson has joined Aldershot on loan and the former Luton manager Gary Brabin has left conference side Southport to take up a coaching role in Everton's under-21 setup. Finally cycling, the Friends Life Women's Tour will return to Hertfordshire this summer. The penultimate day's racing will be from Waltham Cross to Stevenage on Saturday the 20th of June. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan joins me now. We're just, isn't it sad about Anne Kirkbride? It is very sad. I was saying I, I, was, uh, I, I was woken up by my youngest uh, screaming and he climbed into bed with me and he fell asleep. And I was wide right awake. I thought, I've just got on Twitter, as you do in the 21st century. And I couldn't believe that, that, uh, that Deirdre had died. And you picked me up because I, I still refer to her as Deirdre Rashid. That's the era for me when she married, um, what was his name? Shit, uh, Shit. So it was Samir, wasn't it? At first she was calling him Samir, and then they got letters saying that Samir was a girl's name. Oh, it's Samir. So it became Shamir. Oh, okay, right. Samir, he he was hubby number three, 1994, Deirdre Rashid. Now, what happened to. Oh, Deirdre. He really loved her, didn't he? Oh, Deirdre. What happened to Samir? Did he. He died, didn't he? Or did he get deported? Did he get beaten up? You're thinking of, um,. Oh, um, uh, I think he did die. Tilsley, you're thinking of Brian Tilsley. He, no, I remember Brian, that. Who, who knows where and how Brian Tilsley died? Uh, Boyle. Outside a Salford nightclub. Incorrect. What? Next. I remember a van being involved. Incorrect. Anybody? But Shaggy. I, I don't remember oh, any of this. I can JVS. No, no. He got stabbed outside a nightclub in Slough. Where I grew up. We I were filmed all, in Slough. We were all very, very proud. But it was, in, it was set in Slough. Oh, was it? Yes, mate. What for? I don't know, but he got stabbed outside a nightclub in Slough, and I watched it recently on it's YouTube. It's rough in that London. It, what, OK, mate. Coronation Street was set in Slough. Oh, for no. God. He went to Slough, and look what happened. Uh, I can see why you dumped Shaggy from your show. Why, why do we get all of your rejects? Lockwood <laughs> and Shaggy. We'll have Tim when you manage to get rid of him. Well, uh, well, Shaggy, as you call him, was working on my show last week oh. when he turned up. Oh. No! 
I was a bit anxious. I've been up since four. Into the microphone, Shaggy. I'm sorry. I've been up since four this morning because I was worried I wasn't going to wake up for my alarm. How late were you for my show? 50 minutes. 50 minutes oh, late. Wow. You might as well not turn up, make that an was, excuse. That was your second chance, because I know you used to be a regular. <laughs> you blew your second chance, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, we're doing page three, of course. I'm asking, do you think the sun was right to remove topless models from page three? Topless models have not appeared on page three of the Sun newspaper since Friday of last week. Oh. Whilst the paper has made no formal announcement, Rupert Murdoch has hinted in the sister paper The Times that showing topless models had become too old-fashioned. Well, topless models were first introduced in the paper back in 1970, but since 2012, a campaign called No More Page 3 has gained more than 215,000 signatures, and now it would seem the paper has decided to remove bare breasts from its pages. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Do you think The Sun was right to remove topless models from page Page three, or do you think people who complained were just frankly uptight? Oh, your reaction from nine this morning on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What do you think, Jervis? Are you going to miss nipples? I, to be honest, I never really saw what the problem was. What's that? I mean, if oh, it's a bit... if people want to look at it, if yeah. people want to open the paper and look at it. It's fine. What's it's just, the problem? It's, it's just so old-fashioned. It's so Maybe, embarrassing. Maybe, but, but lots of things are old-fashioned, but we still have them. What's the problem? It's all a bit. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Wow, you shock me. Really? I don't. I suppose it's slightly different for us because we're not women, yes, and women may view it differently because it's women that are being sexualised. Boobs is not news. No, it's not news. But then, if people want to look at boobs on page three, but you can look at boobs on your phone. You can look at boobs on my phone if you want. Well. Do you want to look at boobs on my phone? No. Okay. But but what's the problem? Who did it really hurt? Um, women. But, uh, well, how did it hurt women? Because it's demeaning. If you're sat on a train, right? If you're sat on a tube train and there's someone looking at a uh, cracking pair of boobs, but you're a woman, That's you're a picture sat- of Deirdre. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm acting. <laughs> okay, Deirdre Rashid. Uh, if you're looking at a cracking pair of boobs and there's a woman sitting next to you, then surely, Catherine, you're a woman. You often uh, um, see me looking at boobs. How does that make you feel? <laughs> well, I mean, I just wonder what you'd think if you saw a real pair. If you're going to carry on like that. Oh! oh. I just It is, but it must have an it's impact kind of, on you. It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing to do. And I think that the fact that these women are being picked out by middle-aged men, they're normally under the age of 23. There's something weird and kind of 70s about it, whereby women are either are, are indoors yeah. or a nice bit of stuff. Yeah. That's but someone's they're, but daughter. They're all, but they're, they're all of age. Sister. They're all legally Do you remember? Who was but it? They're, they're there for the male... Gays, Sam Fox was 16. Well, and was so it, what? was it, um, who's that singer, the Welsh singer? And it was a countdown, was it her? Oh, Charlotte Church. And it was a countdown to oh, when she was I 16. there might be one for Britney Spears. She was just 16 in, in three days, lads. What, like it's open season? For yeah, heaven's yeah. sake, these are, these are human beings. 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. The show started off fun. We asked about uh, the, the iconic glasses and celebrities that have nearly run you over. And then it got tense. Do you want to do some texts before yeah. I, I pwn you? Anna in Bedfordshire. Didn't Shamir die and give Tracy a kidney? I think he did. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Did. Yeah. That sounds about right. Oh, Deidre, I'm so in love with you. 
wasn't she Deirdre Barlow Rashid or Deirdre Rashid Barlow? Oh come on, they don't have double barrel, don't come. No, she might have done a. She might. I just remember yeah. Deirdre Rashid. Yeah, she wasn't interested in Ken by then. He was a right pain. Yeah. I don't understand why she kept going back to him anyway. I mean, really, is there no one else in the whole of Manchester or Weatherfield, if we're calling it that? Because he's, he's uh, Mr. Lover Lover. Oh. I could see why the Mike attraction was there. At least Mike's, Mike was too tiny. I know, Mike was, was Mike. No, no, i tell you why she liked Mike. Mike was big in pants. Because <laughs> his factory made underwear. I know. <laughs> oh, Shaggy doesn't get any of no, this. I don't, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's smiling along, but he doesn't get any of it. Anyway, I could see why he was cheeky and dangerous. Now, this story... But Ken... Yesterday's story, and we weren't going to do it, but you actually, you really annoyed me this morning. Good. A kid gets an invoice for 16 quid because he doesn't go to his pal's birthday party. It's not just any birthday party where they've hired a hall like we did at the weekend. You get an entertainer down or there's a disco or whatever. They have bought... Oh, it's pretty much that. No, it's not, yes, and it that's is. the key thing. Yes, it is. They have bought tickets this kid said he was going to go and he didn't mm-hmm. turn up yeah rob i'm right on it rob uh no sorry I think so no i don't think so tell sorry. me why well two things really um if it was a business and a business was going to charge someone for not attending a an appointment if you're talking about verbal contracts they're going to have to make it very clear that that's a consequence of them not not turning up so I don't know whether they made it clear that if they didn't turn up, they wouldn't get charged. Because if they didn't, then it doesn't seem really fair. And the second thing is, um, what about the kids going to school, um, being known as the ones where they've got the parents who nah. kind of are arguing over the 15 kid, The quid? kids will be yeah. fine. I spoke to a friend at the, the weekend. I've not seen for ages. We don't live uh, near her anymore. And I was asking after another friend that they that we, we kind of knew, and she went, oh, I don't talk to her anymore. I've not spoken to her for about three years. It got really awkward, and I said to her, actually, I don't want you in my life. Now their kids go to the same school, and the kids, of course, are best friends. The kids get on with each other, and there's yeah. none of that. that that's beef between that's the awkward. parents. Yeah, but they've well, got the kids' picture in the paper. That's well, that's yeah. the glum face. I well, mean, the, they got him to pose again, the glum face. That's the, that's the parents who receive the invoice. That's a double one. Uh. Sarah... Yes. I'm right, aren't I? I think you're right, Ian. Get in there, Sarah. Oh, tell on, tell Sarah. Rob and Catherine why. Because if you hire a hall and you hire an entertainer, you don't really notice if one doesn't turn up to it. You can't really compare the two. If you're making your child be really selective about what children they can invite, it's really hard for the child anyway. So then if someone just doesn't turn up... That's really... It's just not acceptable. Listen, I agree with you that it's rude, and I agree that changing yeah. changing it once they've said that they're coming is rude, but is it sue-worthy rude? It's legally dodgy. It's not... You're not going to... You just can't do it unless you say, this is a consequence of you not turning up. And like I say, it's just, it just seems to put your kids through the kind of the inevitable because at school they'll all know what's going on yeah. but, but, but Sarah's got it Sarah you've got it spot on you've not hired a hall where if a couple of extra kids turn up or don't turn up it doesn't make any difference you've bought tickets yeah. for 16 quid a pop haven't you Sarah exactly you're paying per child your child being told that they can only choose five friends from school so they're really struggling that that's actually cause issues at school rather than your parents sending invoices making them choose out a class of 35 friends is hard enough so then if someone doesn't turn up that's another child that could have come so they've wasted that that one 
place on, on a child that's not going to turn up. We all understand that children get ill, so if th- someone doesn't turn up because they're ill, but not turn up because they've had a better offer, I think that, I don't know whether I would personally invoice someone, but I think it's good that they're showing that there's a consequence to that choice that they've made. Rob? She, you can't argue with her, can you, Rob? No, she makes it's, sense. Like, it's like killing a bee with a bazooka, isn't it? It's like killing a bee with a bazooka. It's like taking a massively disproportionate approach. To, yes, I mean, it is rude. I, I, yeah, I agree that it's rude. And I might be a bit annoyed, but it just, I don't know, it just, it just seems like too much. When do, they, when do they say they weren't coming on as well? Do they just not turn up at all? Or did they actually say, like, an hour before it, or...? What about if all of the children decided on the day that they had to offer, oh. and then you've got that poor little child there with well, no friends? It, yes, that would be because bad. You can't behave in but that way, still, can you? It, you can't behave in that way, but still, legally, you probably wouldn't be able to charge it back. Rob, Sarah, thank you very much indeed. And what a, a sad image that is of none of their... <laughs> <laughs> I attended the most. Or, I attended the most awkward kids party. Yeah. I, I was one of only two kids that turned oh! up, and it was at this this kid's house. Stinky kid. They weren't. It was a girl, and she wasn't particularly. She oh. was an only child, and she was. Oh, yeah, that's and so sad. It was really awkward. But her parents were lovely. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that is so sad. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We've also, you've been on cracking form this morning. We've got great, um, we just got more celebrities being uh, attempting to run people over. So Ben says, when I was in Leicester Square, a bike went past me a bit too close. The rider, Peter Tatchell. Tatchell. And Motto says, Motto's got a list. Roger Deacon in Kensington. Gianfranco Zola in the King's Road. Glenn Hoddle in Monaco. And he says, I'm a marked monkey. <laughs> You need to learn the Green Cross code. I wonder whether it's you. <laughs> oh, no, of course, all of us celebrities communicate uh, on a private network. And uh, let's just say, Mono, you better look out. <laughs> you're, you're, you're worth 50 points. Oh, wait, four, five, have you got any texts before we go to the traffic? Let's have a look. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. There's a traffic uh, thing on the text that could take us quite handily up to... Uh, well, then let's do that, then. Let's, the uh, let's be smooth. The uh, traffic report. Not sure what the problem is on the A603 oh. between Sandy and Bedford, but it's very slow. Queuing from Sandy Roundabout towards Moggerhango. We're not sure why, says Lee. Can someone help? Help? Uh, this woman can. Uh, I think Shaggy can. Oh, I, I know why. No, uh, let's Sammy on. do it. That's let's what we're paying for. Yeah, but, but but I think Shaggy can do it. No, let's Sammy do it. Yeah, but Sammy always does it. This could be Sammy Sha- does it best. <laughs> no, well, Sammy does it adequately. Sammy does it the best we have. Really, you're saying Shaggy is a better alternative? I just think that, that I'll be honest. Sammy, I think has peaked. Oh, <gasps> is this my big shot? This is this is your your big shot, no Shaggy. Okay, away um, you go. The problem between Sandy and Moggerhango... Take the echo off your voice, mate. Sorry. It sounds patronising. Go. Okay. Um, so the, the problem between Sandy and Moggerhango... Shaggy, is... take the, the echo off God. your voice. You're not Sorry. the voice of God, you know. Sorry. Stop it. One more chance, go. Slightly... So the problem between Sandy... Oh, you're having a laugh, mate. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The problem between Sandy and Margahanger is because the traffic lights aren't working between Balls Lane and Station Road, so it's causing long queues in both directions from the A421 at eastbound and westbound from Margahanger to uh, Balls Lane and Station Road. Also, the A1 southbound is looking very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Hat Roundabout with the roadworks there. And in Bishop Stortford on the A120, that's looking very busy in both directions between Haddon Road and Aubrey Road. In Kings Langley, the traffic lights aren't working on Gallows Hill uh, between Station Road and Abbots Road, so Zoe called to say that that's causing some problems underneath the railway bridge and on the A404 in Marlow it's looking very busy around the Marlow Junction and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross Roundabout. The M25 is easing off now for the problems between Junction 22 for St Albans and 20 for uh, 
20 where there was an accident earlier on that's all cleared and there reports any problems so far on the trains Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Samantha 846 it's Tuesday the 20th of January I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Thames Valley Police is promising to take action after being the only police force in the UK to miss all targets for background checks last year. Tributes are being paid to the Coronation Street actress Anne Kirkbride, who's died at the age of 60 after a short illness. And the sun is understood to have dropped topless models from page three. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A bitterly cold start to the day with temperatures outside still sub-zero, minus three, minus four in some parts, a widespread frost out there, but not so much in the way of uh, cloud or precipitation. It looks like a mostly dry day. We could see one or two flurries above higher ground, um, but just a little bit of cloud here and there. The temperature unlikely to get too warm. We're looking at a maximum of around five Celsius. Now overnight, the cloud will increase as we head through, but we're going to get quite an early frost as once the sun sets the temperature will drop down to around minus one. Through the middle part of the night, the cloud increases from the west and we see the arrival of some showers. Now, they could fall as snow, particularly out towards parts of the Chilterns, for example, some higher ground out towards Bedfordshire, for example. So a possibility of some snow overnight. Lower levels more likely to fall as a bit of a sleety, snow-rainy mixture. So for tomorrow morning, a cold day, perhaps some icy stretches, more showers, so they could fall a little wintry as well. Maximum temperature, just five Celsius, and that's your forecast. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarket, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you? It. What does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Remind us, Catherine, about Michael, the chap we went to visit last week. So we've got a call that relates to that. Michael we? is someone who contacted us because he's having problems seeing his child. Um, he has a complaint against um, social services because he says that once they heard that there was domestic violence involved in the breakup, they assumed he was the violent party. He says he wasn't. His ex-partner alleges he was. He's got CCTV and recorded audio footage to show otherwise, but they wouldn't even look at it. So basically, there's several things that kind of boils down to he can't see his kid, his wife, he says, used to beat him up, uh, and uh, the social services and the police, he said as well, at some point, uh, at various points, believed her over him. They assumed looking at him, he's quite a muscly chap, yeah, they assumed looking at him that he wouldn't be a victim of domestic violence. Uh, John's on the line. Morning, John. Morning. morning. John, what would you like to say? Um, back in the late 70s, early 80s, um, I saw my solicitor and he said, you're not allowed to even defend yourself. I defended myself once when my partner, my wife came flying at me, got on the point of balance, she went flying across the room, nearly hit her head on the radio ground. I thought, thank 
goodness she missed it, otherwise I would have been arrested. Well, you've, you've, you've dated it in a wonderfully charming way by mentioning a radiogram. I'm old enough to know what those things are. but what, were so, things. They were cracking things. But, but John, was this a regular occurrence then, your, your, yes, your yes, wife? I was, the, I was in the garden and she came at me with a screwdriver. Oh, goodness knows how it happened, but she managed to turn it around instead of the blade hitting me, the handle hit me. So she must have had split-second thoughts. I've always been chased up the road with a carving knife. And you would say you're not allowed to defend yourself whatsoever. You, you're, in, you're really it, up to your neck in it. You can't do a thing. How often did this, did this happen, John? Quite, quite frequently. And there's my son in between, the, in between the two of us taking all this on, on board. Blimey. And uh, um, three times she left me, twice I had her back. And in the end, we went to court for four and a half days in the Strand. Uh, the judge summed up my partner as over-emotional, unstable, irrational, me, introverted and stable. And I brought my son up from the age of eight, eight to the sixteen. So hang on, how old was you? Sorry, John. How old was your boy when he's standing in between, you know, his mum attacking his dad? On five. Well, that's uh, that's a terrible thing for for a kid to see. Quite well, and has nothing to do with his mother whatsoever. Yeah. Why did you take her back, John? For the child and the family. Child, the child for the child and the family, family unit. That's what, that's, I'm, I'm quite a strong person, very strong person. And did you tell your friends or your yeah, family no, that you no, were getting no, beaten no, up by no, her? I would go to work with scratches on my faces and bruises and they'd say, what happened? I'd tell them straight. Don't, don't hide it. Yeah. You just tell them the truth and you go to the doctor. He said, I'm not going to use this. You know, so yeah, there you go. Really, up, A man is really up against it all the time. Uh, John, you you you're all right now. You you happy oh, and yeah, I'm seventy four. Oh blimey! <laughs> my son's forty two. Oh flipping it! Well, there you go. And he's, I'm sure you did a cracking job bringing him up. Uh, uh, my son is childminder. He, we keep we meet regularly. He calls her his mum. Say that again, sorry, John. My son calls his childminder his mum. Oh right, okay, because she played such a significant and the hu- and the husband as well. Les was Les was brilliant. Yeah. My, my wife found out where Stephen was going to be child-minded. She went round there caused problems. Jean wasn't too happy. And they said, John needs help. We're going to help him. Wow. Well, listen, you're lucky to have had such uh, good friends and people in your life to look after your boy. More, Well, as importantly, uh, to look after you. Thank you, John. I knew it would be one of those things where we'd get one call. And what if a call. That, because, if that. Because men still yeah. think it's something that they don't like what to admit to. What a call. Thank you, John. I really appreciate that. Uh, OK, let's... Uh, we've got a few more bits and pieces. Justin! Wow, yeah. quite cool. Yeah, I know. Mm. I've got to say, <clears throat> the, yesterday's show was a little bit ropey, but the, since we've come back from... That was my fault. Since we've come back from Christmas and today... The, the listeners have been on top form on, mm. on the tweets, on the phone calls, on the texts. They've, they've really uh, upped their game a bit. Absolutely. We've had Incredible. some cracking stuff. Yeah. Celebrities, um, I didn't know you were going, going out to do this, so well done. Celebrities that have nearly run you over, mm-hmm. or celebrities you've nearly run over. Let's quickly speak to Paul in Biggleswade. Morning, Paul. Uh, good morning, Ian. What's your story? Yeah, about two or three years ago, I was driving around in Cambridge, and I was stopped at one of those Pelican crossings, you know, the traffic lights. And uh, I wasn't really paying attention, and I noticed that the lights had then gone back to flashing amber. So I was about to drive off when I realised that the person crossing the road in front of me in his motorised wheelchair was Professor Stephen Hawking. Oh, Paul! 
all. Uh, I've got to say that I, I'm going to I'm going to put that above Sigourney Weaver. I think Catherine. Ooh. I think Stephen Hawking is well. Actually, let's let's ask um, the voice of reason, Shags. Who's the biggest star, Stephen Hawking or Sigourney Weaver? Stephen Hawking, obviously. It has to be. Uh, but, but, was he? T- did you beep him, Paul? No, no. You know, I gave way to him. I let him cross the road. After all, I mean, he did have right of way, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I did. I did think twice about running him over because, after all, I'm, what, what has a bloke has ever done for me? I don't know. But he's ever... <laughs> you could have been responsible for taking out a scientific legend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think he's a bit overrated myself. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Do you know what? I mean, he's just a guy. He comes on. He says, "Space is deep. It is infinite. So what?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. I don't see what all the fuss is about Stephen Hawking as well. No, I don't know. Yeah, what has he ever done? What has he ever done? He's one of our greatest minds. And well, he's local. What Went to school in St Albans. Oh, to Justin. As Paul said, Paul, what, what did Stephen Hawking say? What, what, what was his theory? Well, uh, no, I'm just saying, all he comes up with is space is deep, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, it's deep, though. But yeah, but... Did we, you we... say that first? Paul, that's a cracking call. Thank you very much. He's got a good point. What has Stephen Hawking ever done for us? Wow. Apart from saying space is deep. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll do that one day. What's the point in Stephen Hawking? What's he ever done for you? Yeah, is he overrated? Justin, you've taken this to yeah. the streets. I'm How looking long have we got to... left on the show, boss? We've got, we got four minutes, boss. Okay, I- I'm going to bring something to the table here. Yeah, go on. Okay, do you trust me? Well, not really, no. no. Okay. Right, so I've been out this morning asking people if a celebrity has almost run them over and vice versa. Yeah. Now, I couldn't get any stories on the street, but whilst asking that question, I went down a different route, and I think you're Uh-oh. going to love this. Tail back celebrities. Take a listen to me with John. Now, John, you've never nearly run over a celebrity, no. and a celebrity has never nearly run you over, but you have had a conversation with a celebrity whilst you were in a tailback. Tell us your story. Well, I was on the M25 about five years ago and the traffic came to a halt and I just happened to look across to my right and I saw Henry Cooper. So I I just sort of banged on the window and he went like this, put his thumb up, and then uh, we both put our windows down and we had a great chat for about ten minutes till the traffic cleared. What were you talking about? Boxing, things like that, you know, how much I admired what he'd done. And he was such a down-to-earth bloke. And I said, it was because of him I started using the aftershave he recommended. (laughs) (laughs) But he was such a down-to-earth guy. Absolutely brilliant. Made my day. So you just spoke for a few minutes, and then eventually when the traffic started to move, you put the windows up and you said goodbye. Yeah, we just waved at each other. He stuck his thumb up in his own way, and that was it. Brilliant. Made my day. Absolutely unbelievable. And that's never happened to you before in your life. And that's the only celebrity you've spoken to, window down, in a tailback. Yeah, never, that never happened again. It probably never will. Absolutely wonderful. Dealey, cracking stuff. Mm. I've got squ- to squeeze in. Lisa, who would have thought this had taken off? Lisa says, uh, sled my dad nearly run over in the 70s was Shaw Taylor from Police 5. You don't know who that is, Kath. No, not a clue. Uh, well, uh, she puts a joke in that you won't get. He weren't keeping them peeled. He used to keep them peeled. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Sid? Hey, hey, hi, how are you doing? Shaw, do you remember Shaw Taylor? Who's Sean Taylor? I don't know who's Sean Taylor. Oh, flipping it. All right, Sean. Sure. I, I, I know Fatty Boom Boom. I love that song that day. Hey, Fatty Boom. <laughs> We're trying to tra- trace down the artist. Anyway, Sid, you've got 30 seconds. Yeah. Who, what happened? 
Well, I was in Leicester Square some time ago in London, and uh, the motorcade was coming around. We didn't know what it was, and the police sort of pushed me back away. And guess who was waving at the person? President Clinton. President was, Clinton nearly well, that, rang you over, Sid. That, that was when he was well, president, of course, but they all call him president still, of course. You yes, know? yes. So that's three years back when he was in London. I said, wow. And he was waving everybody and I said, hey, he waved at me. I said to my wife, damn, he waved at me. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Sid, we've got to move on. Uh, we just, uh, Shaggy, you were talking about the party you went to where there's only two other kids. Yes. Uh, Mr. T is a regular contributor to the show. Yeah. Um, has just tweeted, most awkward job ever. I was the only person to show up at a client's birthday. Three hours of pain. <laughs> I tell you what, well, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Unattended parties, or where you've been the only person. It's like killing a bee with a bazooka. It's exactly like that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Between Sandy and Bedford on the A603, it's really busy at the moment because the traffic lights aren't working between Balls Lane and Station Road. In Bishop's Stortford on the A120, that's looking very busy in both directions between Bishop's Parkway and Albury Road. And in Wendover, looking at the speed sensors on the Wendover Road, that's looking very busy between the A413 and the Hospital Circular Road. On the M1 southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 15 for the M1. It's easing off, though, on the M25 between Junction 22 for St Albans and 21A for the M1 south after the accident there earlier on. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Excellent stuff. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Shaggy, are you uh, being Kelly tomorrow? Yeah, we got you back tomorrow. Brilliant. Always good to have you on board. Thank you for your good work this morning. Thank you, Catherine. Justin, excellent stuff as always. Cracking calls as well. You guys really have upped your game. JVS is up next until six tomorrow from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Are you a bit uptight if you object to topless women on page three? Topless model.